Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my wonderful co-hosts. We've got the lovely, as always, fluffiest whimsicott. Hello, everyone. And we've got the knowledgeable, as always, uh, R-Sigma. Howdy, it's getting cold. It is. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Don't, uh, well, first of all, welcome to the Puckle Podcast. <laughs> Puckle stands for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name we came up with in 2007, where we talk everything Pokemon from the trading card game to the video game to everything in between. I, I, I'm excited to be here. We're going to talk about everything. Yeah, I know. So I, I'm back from Japan. I was in Japan for vacation. Uh, for those of you who were unaware that uh, Shark was not me. <laughs> so I, I was in Japan and I had a good time. It was very relaxing. Unfortunately, my wife came home with COVID, so oh. I've been quarantined since we've gotten back. Fun <laughs> times. I hear that's a common thing from airports these days, so unfortunately. It was like, it was pretty, I, I've heard a lot of people catching it recently, uh, which makes me go, I need to go get the booster very soon. Yeah, a Norwegian mm-hmm. streamer I watched got it from the airport too, and was yeah. like at home for two weeks, and it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's that's unfortunate. Yeah, thankfully, like uh, this is the second time that she's had it, and I have successfully so far dodged it both times while she had it. The scientist in me uh, looked into this the first time it happened, though. It turns out that it is shockingly lower than you would expect the chance of you catching COVID from somebody you cohabitate with. Mm. Uh, it's actually very, it's actually pretty low. Well, lower than you would expect, because like you'd be like, oh man, it's like imminent, like. Yeah, and yeah. It, it's not. It's actually not. It's very far from imminent. It's something like, uh, I think you have like a 16% chance of catching COVID from somebody you live with. So like one in six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it checks out. Like my yeah. my brother and my mom had it because probably they caught it when they went to the hospital to mm-hmm. do a thing for my brother. But my sister and my dad never caught it and they all yeah. lived together. Yeah, it's uh, it's actually pretty low. So you have a pretty good chance of just not getting it. If you live with somebody, but thankfully, like we live in a large enough house where we can like pretty effectively isolate from each other. On top of that, like all of my all of my crafting and like fun time stuff is down in the basement anyway. So like I can go mm-hmm. hide in the basement while she's up on the second floor, so yeah. we don't have like that giant gap there. <laughs> a buffer. Yeah. the The only thing is the like the little plague rats running around my house that are my cats and my dog. <laughs> That's what I call them, or my plague rats when she gets sick. <laughs> Because they want to get they they all like want to go check on her while she's in bed because it's odd that mom's in bed all day. Mm. Of course, 
so they go and see her when she's in bed and then when i get up and move around they're like oh something's going on i would rather do something rather than nothing yeah (laughs) and so then they come and see me right away and i'm like okay you guys we've all been like soaking in the covid air oh you all go like take a breather and then you come and see me Mm. (laughs) i gotta gotta get an air gap going you know yes but yeah i mean other than that i mean i did we did a lot of stuff in japan we had a good time nice like I did, we did go. I did end up going to more Pokemon centers than I anticipated. <laughs> Not I'm surprised. Shocked. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> I shocked. I know. <laughs> no, like our last day, we had like way too much time because our flight didn't leave until like five in the afternoon. But you you get mm-hmm. kicked out of the hotel at like ten o'clock, eleven o'clock. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're just like, what do we even do? <laughs> and so we ended up going to the airport. And dropping off our luggage with, uh, they have a lot of these like luggage storage companies in Japan. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Because they, they're like, they're very, they lean into the tourism pretty hard. And so you can actually go and, uh, you can actually go and just like pay like the equivalent of like 15 bucks and they stored like all four of our bags for a few hours. For a few yeah, yeah. Hours and- I, I did, I did a similar, yeah. yeah. I did a similar thing in a train station in London once. Yeah. It's pretty convenient. It's pretty convenient. And so we just like, so most of our vacation time uh, was spent in like Osaka and Kyoto. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's all the way in Kansai. And so we spent like a couple days in Tokyo. Mm-hmm. And so like uh, the last time I was in Tokyo, the, the Shibuya Pokemon Center wasn't open. So I had seen that when we had like the day after mm-hmm. we landed. I didn't get a picture next to the Mewtwo only because there were so many people like that Pokemon Center, I think, is just way overhyped. Mm, well, mm. It, it is in Shibuya, so... It, it's in Shibuya. I mean, it, it, it's in Shibuya, yeah. Yeah, Shibuya and Shinjuku are both, like, very, very, like, popular areas for people to go to. I'd say more so than mm-hmm. even Akihabara at this point. And mm. they're just very, very popular areas for people to go to. And so everybody went to the Shibuya Pokemon Center. And I was trying to get a picture with the Mewtwo, but the problem is, like, I was trying to form a line and nobody formed a line. People were just, like, skipping in front of me to like go (laughs) and i was just like well you know i just want to i just want to do it you know (laughs) and so unfortunately i I didn't get a picture with it but even then like i would say in my experience of not just this time but also the last time the more exciting pokemon centers are ones that aren't like the big ones Mm -hmm. like if you like the shibuya pokemon center is not that exciting uh, unless you really want to do like the design your own t-shirt with like essentially like clip art Mm. or you want to uh or you really want to go to a pokemon cafe Mm -hmm. Mm because there's two pokemon cafes in japan one's in the osaka pokemon center dx and there's another one that's in the uh, tokyo or tokyo pokemon center dx Mm -hmm. both of those pokemon centers are not that exciting in my opinion they it like there's like a base level of stuff that a pokemon center has Mm -hmm. and that's like all you see in the Pokemon Center DX and all you'll see in the Shibuya Pokemon Center. Oh, okay. And then if you go to, so like I went to Kyoto, so I went to the Kyoto Pokemon Center. Mm-hmm. And in the Kyoto Pokemon Center, it's got like a little bit more, it's got some like things that are unique to that place. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I that's see. the stuff that I find more exciting. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of Pikachu. I mean, that, that makes like, sense. That makes sense. It, yeah. The the less populated area gets to keep stock a little bit. Well, even right? that, even like Yokohama's Pokemon Center, much better mm. than those. Like, I, honestly, if it's if it's like uh, if it's like insert city name here, Pokemon Center, and there's nothing else, it's probably a better Pokemon Center to go to. Mm. <laughs> That's my honest opinion. There's like Yokohama was great. 
Kyoto was great. I'd say the Osaka one was better than the Osaka DX Pokemon Center. Mm-hmm. I would argue a lot of these. Um, I would not go to the Tokyo Station one, but that's just me personally. I don't think it's that exciting of a Pokemon Center. It's pretty mm-hmm. small. and I would, I would assume that's just one you just stop by because you have to wait to, for a train or something, because you're, right? Because you're waiting for the Shinkansen, right? So you can go there. Yeah, you're waiting for a train, so you yeah. have time to kill. Yeah, exactly. That, that's why you go there, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my... Yeah, the other ones that are, that are really... Like, there's a lot of them, especially in Tokyo. Like, Tokyo's got, like, five or six now. And if you go to, like, Sky Tree, it's really exciting. Uh, I haven't been to the Tokyo Bay one. Uh, that's the one I want to go to next time I go. Mm-hmm. But there's like a, still a few more like floating around Japan that I haven't been to, but it's a it was a good time. It was it was a it was a very relaxing trip until we got back. <laughs> well, that's at least partially good. Yeah, yeah. No, no. It was a it was a good trip. It was it was. A, I mean, I have plenty of things that I bought at the Pokemon centers, but I was gonna like save those for like a stream mm-hmm. to show people what I bought. It's mostly TCG products because there wasn't a lot of like fun little things to buy this time. Mm. But I bought I bought like four play mats for tcg of course (laughs) well one was because it was the uh new garchomp from the set that's not out in the west yet Mm? for a couple weeks but yeah yeah for a couple weeks yeah yeah it'll be out on the third but so i bought that i bought a lot of raging surf merch actually they always have so many like deck boxes and sleeves Yeah. yeah yeah no i bought i bought the deck box and the sleeve of like the electric terratype mewtwo because that art looks really cool and like the like the way they did the mat and the hollows on the sleeves and stuff like that. I need to go buy some outer sleeves because these sleeves obviously don't shovel that well, but mm. the Japanese sleeves are better than the sleeves you get in the elite trainer boxes though. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I I didn't mean to hijack this entire segment, but it looks like I accidentally did. But uh, it's okay. fine. <laughs> you went to Japan. That that's not something you do every day. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I don't do it every day. I do it once every 3 or 4 years. And uh, I just really like it's it was very peaceful uh in, in very certain places mm-hmm. like it was a lot of fun in Kyoto specifically as well like I really enjoyed Kyoto when I was doing not touristy things in Kyoto I should say uh mm-hmm. that like I also I just like to I I'm an amateur photographer mm-hmm. and so I actually like doing a lot of photography and on these trips I get to go do that and nice. so I got the, the like the temples in Kyoto were a lot of fun to go like do shoots at Mm-hmm. and osaka not so much because osaka is more like uh like osaka i i guess the point of going to osaka is mostly to go drink and go like party on the streets <laughs> oh okay uh which is like the nightlife there is actually like really fun and energizing and i'm not a person that really enjoys like a lot of nightlife typically mm-hmm. it does help that uh drinking alcohol on the streets in japan is also just completely legal <laughs> Like public, uh, public, uh, drinking is not legal in Japan. Mm. So that certainly helps as well. But yeah, I mean, that was a lot of fun. I actually, um, I don't know. I don't know how familiar Whimsicott might not be with, uh, John Oliver's show last week, tonight. Well, I know of him. Okay. I've seen maybe two episodes. Okay. I was going to say the clips are pretty common to yeah. float around. Have, yeah. you ever, ha- have you ever heard of, so there's, uh, so a lot of Japanese towns have mascots mm-hmm. and, I don't think it's Osaka, but there's a smaller town in the Kansai region that has a mascot or an unofficial mascot in quotes of uh, this uh, little river otter named Cheetan. Mm-hmm. And Cheetan had a uh, had a friend. I forget what its name was, uh, but they were they got like they were in these viral videos of people being dressed up in the mascot uh, outfits, mm-hmm. 
And the one that's not Cheaton would just like beat the crap out of like random things in like a TikTok. Okay. And so they eventually banned like Cheaton's friend from being associated with like anything. <laughs> and okay. so John Oliver picked up this story because that's what John Oliver does. <laughs> and he uh he made his own char- char- mascot character named Chi John. Oh wow. And they had this whole thing where they had Chi John meet Chi Tan and for a hot for like a year or so uh the little town picked up Chi John also as a mascot Amazing. to be friends with Chi Tan. Recently it uh Chi John got dropped. Uh but I did get to see Chi Tan oh. in Osaka, which is why I told the story. Uh Okay, nice. Uh, <laughs> I did get to see Cheetah. Uh, nice. Uh, randomly, because we were, I was, uh, I actually saw Nurb from Puckle. Our vacations lined up almost perfectly in Japan. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so we ended up bumping into each other a couple times and, uh, having dinner and, uh, drinking. And we nice. went, to, we were in Osaka and we see Cheetah. There's just like this giant crowd. There's like this famous, like, running man, like, LED image on the Osaka, mm-hmm. uh, in Osaka. And we were down by that. And Cheetah's just out there, like, doing a dance. And I'm just like, wow, this is really weird. Why is this crowd forming? And then all of a sudden, like, mm-hmm. a J-pop group just comes out of nowhere. And no. we we had accidentally stumbled into a free J-pop concert. Wow. Yeah. It was, it was a wild time. <laughs> it was definitely a wild time. Like, Osaka was a party. Kyoto is very peaceful, though. Uh, I have some pictures from that. I, I need to just put them into, like, a PowerPoint and just, like, show them off on stream or something. Modern version of this live show after the vacation. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there are some good pictures. I got, I got some good shots. Okay, I did post some of them in Discord while I was there. No, you, the, the couple you shared on Discord were like super, super nice. Yeah, well, I, I try to. I mean, so my, my j- trick is, I will always just take. Uh, if I find a shot I like, I will take mm-hmm. about like twenty f- versions of that photo. Yeah. Uh, that way I can pick out which one I like the best. <laughs> That's probably That's fair. fair. That's fair. That reminds me of like Pokemon Snap where yes. there's an option mm-hmm. where it takes three photos like yep. consecutively so you get to pick mm-hmm. a good one. Yep. That's the that's the That was a nice feature. I, I I can understand you taking a bunch of Yeah. 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 Makes yeah. Sense. As a, as makes a photographer. Sense. Uh Mm. pro tips from the amateur photographer Thatch. It's like yeah, I'm I'm not a big photography person yeah. so Oh, I love it. I used to spend a lot of time in high school. I used to, I started with film and mm-hmm. I, mostly because I just really, the process is real zen to do film photography. I love it. Yeah. I wanted, I wanted to do it. It just didn't, it never worked with my schedule in high school. That's fair. So yeah, I did it in high school. I, the high school I went to had like the largest dark room in the state of Indiana, Ooh. which was really nice. And and the thing is, like, the teacher was so lax and too lax, so, like, everybody just essentially used photography as a study hall, where you got a grade. Mm. I mean, there's not much you can do. No. There's so much to do outside of the classroom with photography. That makes sense. Yeah, it was it was so great, though, because that meant nobody was ever in the dark room. And so mm-hmm. I had, like, the largest dark room in the state of Indiana to myself most <laughs> days. And I would just go in there, and because I would, I would just, I would buy extra film more than for the assignments. Nice. And I would go and I would go take a bunch of photographs on my own because I, I mostly like doing landscape photography, uh, mm-hmm. which made Japan perfect, obviously. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I went and did landscape photography and I would just go sit in the dark room for hours just developing photographs. 
Nice. I love it. I, I miss it sometimes because like it's just a real zen mm. process because like you're doing like the developers and you're lining up mm-hmm. the images and the uh, when you're exposing the photo paper. It, it was mm-hmm. just it was super zen. Uh. Yeah. Mm. Our, my high school put their budget towards the FX department, which we oh, actually had like a that sounds we fun. had a pretty big one. Uh, I I never got into the class, but yeah. Uh, we did have like at least one alumni go on to the, you know, the, uh, sci-fi shows where they had mm-hmm. costume competitions. Cool. Yeah. Nice. We had at least one alumni from our high school go there. So that was cool. Dude, that's sweet. Art departments. They're important. <laughs> I would go further down that rabbit hole, but, uh, this is one of the longest intro segments I think we've ever done. It's Japan. It's, it's fine. fine. It's going to be one of the shortest news segments we've ever had. It is going to be yeah. one of the shortest news segments. And, uh, on top of that, uh, I think this one was interesting because I at least talked about Japan mm-hmm. a little bit, even if I am a little yeah. low energy. But we're going to go ahead and I think I'm going to cut it off here. And we're going to go ahead mm-hmm. and we are going to cue that epic music. Welcome to the news. In the news, we've got a few things to talk about, and few is the uh, the definite operation word. Yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, the second episode of Paul Day and Wins released. Um, with it, there's also a mystery gift for either a sweet or spicy Herba Mystica. You can get that. I haven't watched the second episode. I watched the first episode, and honestly, I'm very confused at the premise. I haven't watched and either of them yet. I'm just waiting for it all to be there. I'm just very confused mm-hmm. at the premise. Like, uh, it's very obvious there's, like, these three characters at the Academy that we're supposed to be following. And the first episode was about this girl and her flute. But I didn't feel any real attachment to that storyline. Mm-hmm. It, it just kind of, things just, like, kind of happened. Uh, I they Like, it's, it's one of those things that I kind of equate it to. So, man, this is going to be a real Thatch thing to say. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, but... Power Rangers. <laughs> oh, see, of course it was. I was waiting for a 60s music reference, right, right. but it was the other thing. Yeah, the other thing, yeah. Uh, one of the other things. Um, but in Power Rangers, they just recently released their, I'm going to put in quotes, final season mm-hmm. called Cosmic Fury, which was like 10 episodes of literally the Power oh. Rangers producers doing whatever they wanted. Mm-hmm. And most of it is all like U.S. shot footage and very little Japanese footage used because all they used was the uh, Megazord and Zord footage. Mm-hmm. Uh, they made their own suits, everything. It's actually very, it's very fun. And they definitely were trying to make it like a more adult storyline to really celebrate the franchise after 30 years. Um, okay. Billy comes back. Okay. Yeah. David Yost is in it. I was going to say, they I brought heard. him back for that anniversary special too. Yeah, so yeah, yeah they brought sense. him back for the whole season. Nice. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah, it's it's very cool. The only issue I have with it is that it's only ten episodes, so they're trying to do a mm. lot of things, but only in ten episodes. Oh, yeah. And so it's very short. And so that's kind of how I felt about Paul Day and Wins was that it feels like they only had so much money to pay for the animation mm-hmm, or something mm-hmm. like that. And so we got an eleven minute episode of what should have probably been twenty to like set things up properly. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of how I felt. I mean, the animation style is very pretty. It's done very well. But no, yeah, but I haven't gotten to the second episode yet either. A few shows lately that are just okay. This is the budget you have, Mm -hmm. and they're like, "Well, these are the ideas we have. 
And the network is like, well, this is the budget you have. And they still like try to shove all of their ideas into the budget that they have. And it doesn't always work out very well. Yep. You are correct. But yeah, it's just uh, that it's just one of those things I've noticed. All right, moving on. We've got Pokemon Unite moves, sig- new news, not moves, Sigma. All right. So Mimikyu released, Halloween stuff's happening. Uh, so one of the things they're doing is if you buy something from the Pokemon Center before Halloween, you get a code that will give you all of the ghost Pokemon. So like Dragapult, Mimikyu. All of them? Wait, all of them? Only for three days. You get it trial just- passes. Oh, but for you Unite. get all the guns. This is for, for three this days. Is for, this is for Unite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For Unite. For Unite. Uh, it it they shouldn't run out of the codes like they did for the uh, Van Gogh cards that were up for another <laughs> five hours like a, earlier. It was, it was Van Gogh cards. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Don't even. Oh my. Okay. Oh, they were a mess. Oh, this has been this has been a mess the entire time. So, uh, Pokemon, I totally Pokemon, missed this. Pokemon did a collaboration with Van Gogh, and they had so many cool Van Gogh products. Um, like postcards, play mats, all this crazy stuff. Um, and how did so, I miss this? I, I love Van Gogh. No, I'm I'm going to tell you how you missed this. Um, because it was uh, up for less than a minute. It, not <laughs> okay. even. It was yeah. Uh, because what happened is they announced, hey, there's this promo card you get if you buy anything, anything. and you could get multiple. If so, say I bought a play mat and a postcard or something, I would get two Pikachu and a great oh. limit mat. ten on everything. Yes. Uh, and so what ended up happening is bots were scraping the website looking for this stuff. And so unless you, uh, so it didn't even hit like the new releases on Pokemon Center at all because mm. the bots bought everything instantly. Wow. And they ran That's out of so cards. Sad. They ran out of everything. So. And then like, they brought them back. Yeah. And then they brought them back. Well, they didn't, they brought the cards back, but not yeah. the Van Gogh products. products they brought the yeah. cards back. Like I was really upset because they brought them back while I was on the plane from Japan. Mm. And they were only up for five hours or so before they were just no. all sold out again. Yeah, I think they went up at like 10 and they yeah. were out by like one thirty or something yeah. like that. They were out very quickly. Um, so it, it's a, I don't know, it's one of those things that just, it's, it reminds me of like back in COVID when like they were scalping it really hard. Mm. And so that that's kind of what's happening. I don't know what they're going to do about it now because the second round was supposed to be the way they were going to try to get, get it in the hands of more people that weren't scalpers. And mm. so I don't know if there's going to be like a second print run or what, but we'll, I guess mm. we'll see. Because I think the, well, I think what happened was the first time they just kind of shut it down real quick and prevented mm. people from getting them and they held on to the stock that they had. I don't know if they're going to do another round of it though. Yeah, there was a, but there was a Van Gogh collaboration. Yeah. I'll, I'll send you some of the pictures from it. Pikachu and a gray okay, hat card you. is a real card. Yeah. Pikachu and a gray, felt, a gray felt hat. Gray felt My hat is a card that you can put into a deck. Oh, yeah. I love that. It's okay. It was a mess over at the uh, museum as well. Yeah, yeah. If you went that's to the, the other Van Gogh place, museum, you could get it. Yeah, if you went to the Van Gogh museum, you could uh, you could get it if you bought stuff in the gift shop. Oh, and but little kids like abused it too much, and it wasn't just like, little oh. kids. I think it was a lot of adults. My understanding is kids were able to get in for free, and you got the card for completing like a stamp book. At yeah, the something like that. Yeah, museum. So yeah. they were getting oh. little kids were going in for free. Yep. And asking people for their little stamp books as they were coming in and would yep. just continuously get more cards that way. So they oh, had yep. to shut that down too. Yep. And the and the uh shop was a mess there too mm-hmm. like launch day. It, it was yeah. just a mess all around from uh Yeah. It, it didn't make the community look good. Yes. It definitely was one of the worst things that happened. I am rolling my eyes. So <laughs> yeah, hard. Yep. 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 It was yep. bad. It was it was real bad. 
Yeah. Oh, but yeah. That, now that we caught you up on what Van Gogh and Pokemon are doing together. Yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, let's, uh, let's, let's talk. Let's talk about some Go, right? Yeah. Let's Go, in which party play is now out and it lets you travel as a group of four to complete tasks for rewards. That sounds familiar. It's only groups of four? Up to Apparently. Four, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Well, now. I mean, that means I get to like play with my wife, though, which is kind of fun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, which is all you want. I think you get like bonuses for battling yeah. ge- gems or whatnot too. I don't know. Yeah, nice. Uh, then the second part of the Halloween event adds new costumes for Gengar and Pikachu as well as Shiny Zorua. Uh, the Rocket Takeover gives Giovanni a Shadow Regigigas. I don't know if I'm wrong. It's one Italian word in this entire show. Um, <laughs> November 5th is Whooper Community Day for both kinds of Whooper. So that's going to be fun. I, mm-hmm. I should remember to play on that. Actually, day. I need to because I don't think I have any Paul. Is, did they release Paul Day and Whooper already? No, it's it releases for Community Day. Okay, I, I was going to say, I'm mm. like, I didn't think they did. Like, they just released Greebird for Halloween. If yeah. you're doing the Catch Ghost missions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Thatch sent me yeah. the card and it's very adorable. Yeah. <laughs> It's pretty. It it is pretty good. Yes, but yes. I love uh, it. Thank yeah. You. What else is there in Pokemon Go though? There's a wait. No, that's everything. Everyone. That's it. That's no, that's everything. Speaking of which, we've got the release of Paradox Rift the week after next week in TCG. Uh, November third is the launch date for that. I need to go pre-order stuff for that then. Um, and then of course we've got uh, we got an announcement that Japan is doing their end of the year set where they kind of like highlight the cards that did well and they reprint them with different art. Um. In a this year, it's going to be another shiny set, kind of like Shining Fates was a few years ago. Um, so we are getting a shiny reprint set. It does uh, include a shiny Charizard. I am shocked. Yep, <laughs> a shiny Charizard. The, I guess the question is: Are there multiple shiny Charizards? Because there were multiple Charizard cards this year. Oh, oh please no! Oh, there's going to be like a, a secret art a shiny Charizard. I think. Oh, probably. Well, no, no. Why so there's not? two. So there's currently two Charizard EX. That are t- two different cards now, Whimsicott. Mm-hmm. Um, one is a dark card. One, one is, is fire. Yeah, one's a dark Charizard and one's a fire Charizard. Both were face okay. cards of a set. Who would have guessed? <laughs> well, I wouldn't call the second one a face card of the set. But one fifty one wasn't yeah. as. Mu- I mean, it's yeah. still the chase card next to Mew. But yeah, you know. yeah. Well, the Mew, not really so much anymore. But yeah, the uh, yeah the Charizard is definitely the chase card in that. But. The Dark Charizard is actually playable. Yeah, so usually, actually, if you look at, like, the past three generations of Pokemon, it has always been the third set that's released for that, uh, for that a block. It always is a, a is a uh, something insinuating darkness and something insinuating fire word set uh, that includes some kind of Charizard. Like, we had Burning Shadows and mm. Sun and Moon. Uh, we had Darkness Ablaze in sword and shield and now we've got obsidian flames where we combine the darkness mm. and the charizard into yep. one pokemon card exactly <laughs> exactly you didn't need the mar shadow you didn't need the eternity exactly. just exactly. charizard <laughs> just charizard all right well i think we're gonna go ahead and uh we're, oh wait we've got puckles poke prediction i almost forgot uh mm-hmm. will we get a dlc release trailer and when and will we see Paradox, Entei, and Terrakian in it? Uh, the answer for those is probably yes, I would imagine. I, I imagine it has to come in the next couple weeks, right? It has if to be. If it's releasing I... in December? It's releasing in December so, for sure. If it is releasing in December, 
mm-hmm. they might like go super super late for it and wait until after Thanksgiving. No, they're gonna do. I mean, no, they're gonna do. I think it's gotta be before LA. They're gonna. It's gotta be by LAIC, right? They're gonna do it before. They're gonna show the trailer before Thanksgiving. And the reason they're gonna do that is because when does the when does the complete set drop sigma? Is that soon? Isn't it? I believe that's no early November. They're selling the Scarlet and Violet like uh, with the DLC. Oh, that uh, yeah, that starts selling like early November. That might that, be they're starting oh, too. Yeah, okay, then. They're, they start selling that early November, and so what you do is you go, hey, this DLC is going to be out by this day, so it's out by Christmas. You should buy this for Christmas, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. and that way you have it. I see. You have it as part of the Black Friday sale. Okay. Yes. 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 I get. Uh, you. I get and, yeah, I could see it being two weeks or mm-hmm. within two weeks then because I, I think that's it, november 3rd it starts i could see it around I w- i'm not going to say november i'm not going to say first week in november i'm going to say second or third week but by the 17th of november, yeah because we'll the 17th it. is a uh, latin american and yeah before the government probably want to show the trailers there too so yeah before the mm. government shuts down we'll see it um <laughs> so uh yes we will uh and I have to imagine the Paradox Sente and Derek Gion, right? Yeah, yeah. We're going to see Tri... Like, we know they Sente. exist. They have to at this <laughs> point, have. right? Like, like, you can you can do plausible deniability on the Peach Pokemon, right? Even yeah. though it's in the cutscene. We can pretend it doesn't exist. It's just, like, straight up in the cutscene, which is ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> like, it's obscured a little bit. You can't quite tell it's there, yeah, but it is there. It's just there. But it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, all right, or, or the Diplin Evo, like, but yeah, I, that's my that's my assumption. But yeah, I think it's time for uh, Puckle's Pokey Quiz, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're gonna kick that, kick it on over to that, and we're gonna quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon. Oh, hi, and welcome to the Pokey Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz our co-hosts on their insane Pokemon knowledge. I'm Mark from the Dunsparce Gang, here to explain the rules. Our fabulous co-hosts will work as a team to answer five Pokemon-themed trivia questions that fans have submitted on the Discord server. Each question is worth one point, with Pokedex and multiple answer questions worth more, for a total of seven points. The host can use a free hint at any time. If they get all the answers correct and do not use the hint, they can cash it in for an eighth point. Welcome to the quiz. Thank you for that introduction, Mark. We're going to jump right into it. Our first question is going to come to you from Elite Four Brandt. He asks, which move introduced in Generation 2 had its name corrected in Generation 6 due to a spelling slash translation error? Huh. So yeah. I, I would say the pronunciation did not change, but the spelling changed. Interesting. Oh, the the one the one thing I know was at one point spelled wrong was an item. Oh, what's move. that? Um, it was like um, well, I don't remember it now, but I remember noticing it. <laughs> but, um, like hmm, coming to mind, Fury Cutter is like a little longer than you'd expect a name of an attack to be. So maybe it yeah, was Fury Cutter. Ah. Um, uh, no, I think... I don't think that's the case, though, yeah. No. Hmm. Hmm. A move 
that was corrected due to a spelling slash translation error. So it would maybe mean that it would, like, it was still spelled in a way that would make sense, but would change the meaning to the wrong one for what it was supposed to be. Mm -hmm. It it sounds like that, right? Kind of, yeah. So um, you and your homophones, thank you. Um, Yeah, we're horrible about this, actually. (laughs) Yeah, you really are. Um, Gosh, I really can't think of anything. Like, would it be some kind of slashing move or... I don't know. Mm. I'm going to need like an a answer. Punch. Uh, yeah, I don't think we have anything. I have anything. no clue. I mean, just throw something out there. Just throw something out okay. there. Okay. Uh, what, what are some words that are spelled the same that show up in Pokemon moves? Uh, I give you a free hint. This move has no accuracy check. Oh. Ooh. Okay. Uh, so it would be something like... Like an aerial ace or a magnet bomb or... Or a magical leaf. Magical leaf and shockwave, I think, are later on. Mm, okay, yeah, no, that's not a Gen 2 move. But, like, I I don't even think aerial ace is in Gen 2. I think it's only swift. Uh, Mm. I think maybe... Swift is from Gen 1, though, isn't it? This is Gen 2. Okay. Uh, so the question is, what other... Moves don't check accuracy. And from Gen 2. Yeah. Introduced in Gen 2. That's why I think it might be like a magnet bomb or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or, or maybe one what what about the egg moves? Those um um yeah, no, I don't <laughs> or lock on? I need oh. an answer. I need an answer. Yeah, what if lock on lost like a hyphen? I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, Sigma. Just, just. Yeah, lock on. I, uh, lock, yeah. On lock on does check accuracy. incorrect. But... Uh, the answer is faint attack. Uh, it oh. was originally spelled as oh, faint, F A I N T, and it was changed in X and Y to faint, F E I N T. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I always wondered about that. That is what happened. No, I didn't remember. I never run that move. That yep. makes sense. Yes. No, it's very it's very weak. It's like base power twenty, right, or something like that. Uh, oh no, 60. base power sixty. I think 60, they're all 60. sixty. I was reading the PP. Uh, I am not awake. Um, all it just right. wasn't on much in Gen two because dark types were barely a thing. Well, you're O for one. Your next. Also, oh, go ahead. Oh, that's why I didn't know. I I played Gen one through five in Italian, so that probably didn't help. <laughs> of yeah. course, I would have noticed. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Well, your next question is going to come to you from Polywo, who we haven't seen in a while mm-hmm. in the trivia. Uh, this is a TCG question uh, mm-hmm. from Base Set, though. Uh, oh. this, I actually know the answer to this question because I think it's a very odd thing. Um, in the Base Set, only the Polywag line and one other Water-type card are weak to grass. Who is the other Water-type Pokemon that is weak to grass in Base Set? And not Electric. And okay. not Electric. Uh, I I always saw this one and I always thought it was odd that that one was grass. Um, because I was it just because was... it doesn't belong there. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. It's, because it's not a Pokemon that's weak to grass in the game. Um, I think. Uh, so what would it be? Uh, uh, you said it wouldn't be weak to grass in the game, and it's a water type from Gen One. Yep. Yeah, so it would have to. They be do this like occasionally still, and it's very or... annoying. 
it, it yes. is. It is. I I think they're doing it with Spiritomb nowadays too. What uh, what are they making it week two grass? Dark. Something like that. Uh, yeah, they're doing it because they're trying to because like because it's balance. a ghost type, so it gets to they're be weak to dark. They're just trying to balance the game because like you can't just have random ghost types that are weak to psychic or something like that, mm-hmm. or random dark types weak to psychic. Like you can't do that, unfortunately. So if it wasn't supposed to be weak to grass, would you say it might be? Te- I don't think tentacle was in base. That was it. I'm gonna give you a free uh... answer there and say it was in fossil. That's what I thought. Yeah. So I I think the water cards were just water and ice types. Yeah. Am I wrong? Yeah, like, that's I'm pretty all they sure are Lapras that's all they are was now, weak yeah. to electric. Uh, so um the Vaporeon I don't only... think was added until the next set. I think all the evolutions um, were in the second or third set. Jungle. Um, yeah, they were no, in jungle, I, I believe. Think, yeah, jungle. Um, so it wouldn't be Vaporeon. Uh and Vaporeon is weak to grass. Mm-hmm. I think what I think the only ice type in Gen One that isn't also a water type is Jinx. Yeah, but I think Jinx but was a psychic Jinx type. Jinx was a psychic so type. It doesn't card. matter. Yeah, I remember her being a psychic card. Uh, what else is there in Gen One that is an ice type but not a water type? Oh gosh, you're going down the wrong ice trail. You're going down the wrong okay. trail. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay, fine. Because I don't think it's like Seal Dugong. I don't think that's it. Uh, you got Horsey Seedra. I'm pretty sure Seal well, Dugong were in base set, though. You are missing uh, some very specific Gen 1 water type Pokemon. Slowpoke, Slowking, or Slow, Slowpoke, Slowbro, or Pokemon. They, they were psychic types, uh, though, in the game, in the TCG base set. Uh, Squirtles, uh, um, Psyducks. You're still. Keep, oh, keep digging. Wait, wait. Keep wait. digging. Um. This one was very odd so, because it evolved, and the Pokemon it evolved from was a water type and weak to lightning, I believe, in base oh. as well. Um, and they changed mm. it to grass, and I don't know why. <laughs> it was <laughs> very so confusing. Strange. Yeah, let me look. I'm gonna, well, I'm gonna to be this. to be fair to us, there are 17 billion water types in Gen One. Uh, in just are... Pokemon in general, you are correct. Yes. Um, but especially Goldine in Gen One, is not it then. Oh, is it? It's a fossil. No, it's not a fossil. They'd be in fossil. Um, the fossil would be in the fossil that's set. That's another you are four water types off the board, though. Uh, <laughs> you are missing very specific water types right now. I can't believe you're missing this one as a Gen 1 Pokemon. Okay, Magikarp and Gyarados. Gyarados. It's Gyarados? Yeah. Is it Gyarados? Because it would be a. Yeah, that would make sense, Gyarados. yeah, because it's flying and not weak to grass in the games. It would be quad weak to lightning and they made it weak to grass. That would be super weird. And yeah. I, that yeah. would make for good trivia. <laughs> the correct answer is, in fact, Gyarados. Yes. Uh, okay. <laughs> Gyarados, for some reason, was made weak to grass, even though it's not. And on top of that, uh, Magikarp is weak to lightning. <laughs> that's so weird. I, that's what I thought. Because yeah. I, I, I yeah, played the TCG game and I thought Magikarp was weak to lightning. because. Yeah. I don't remember if I ever had a Gyarados card. I remember oh. how it looks. It I looks do because really cool. it's in it's in that cube I built that one day we. I will think it play. takes four oh. water energies for like a hyper yeah. beam or something. I built I built the oh, cube. Wow. We got to play this cube one day. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, you guys are one for two. Your next question is your Pokedex answer. Pokedex entry, as always. This one is from Phoenix Scyther. 
The question is, it's Scarlet Entry reads, if you are bummed by the flame or burned by the- I read bummed because like the R and the mm-hmm. N and the italics merged <laughs> together. Um, if you are burned by the flames, it shoots from its mouth. The pain will never go away. Who's that Pokemon? From Pokemon mm. Scarlet. I So that limits this it sounds to like, familiar. That is limiting it to five hundred Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh it's a fire. And also breather. to exactly to Pokemon who shoots fire from their mouth. Which is not all fire types. Um Like a Vulpix isn't like the worst. Huh? Uh actually I think I think I think it might be Vulpix and Ninetales. Yes. Um but because uh, that was added in the DLC, so it's they are cool. in the DLC. Yes. Like I wouldn't think it would be the Litwick line. That that's no unlikely. Uh, <laughs> that's not a fire was, spitting fire type. There was uh, I I remember. Okay, so I'm pretty sure it was something cute. I was gonna say I, I, I'm, I'm assuming sure. it's not the car coals. Exactly. I'm they not fire sure spitters. it was. So there are not a lot of. Like there aren't types. really a lot of fire types either in Scarlet and Violet. Yeah, mm, yeah. I, I I think we could go. I'm with okay Vulpix with the first guess first being Volpix. Yeah, same. Seeing where same. it goes from there. Same. Volpix and Ninetales are unfortunately incorrect. Okay. Uh, your next entry is going to come to you from Pokemon Violet, and it reads: Upon hearing its eerie howls, other Pokemon get the shivers and head straight back to their nests. So I'm feeling Houndour. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yes. Or Houndoom, but I assume it's Houndour. Are you locking yeah, that in? I like that. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Uh, Houndour is incorrect, but Houndoom is correct, so I will give it to okay. you. Okay, cool. Uh, we'll take it, we'll take so it. So <laughs> it is Houndoom. It is Houndoom. All right, you guys are two for three. Your next entry question has multiple answers. I will give you up to three points here. Um, this is going to come to you from... I'm going to give it to you from Liger, the trivia master himself. Ooh. Uh, there are five answers here. I only need three of them. If you get all five, uh, okay. I'll give you a pat on the back and a gold star. And uh, this is uh, this is from Liger. What are the five abilities star mobiles can have? Oh, no. Uh, okay. So I know one, one of them boost? is uh, speed boost, right? Yes. That's the that easiest one to remember. That is correct. You do get uh, three strikes the and then you're one. out, obviously. But, uh, okay. There are there are I remember that four one. more of them. Okay. Uh one other one was um I don't remember the dark one at all because I think it died instantly because I went there after the fire one. So Yes. Uh I think I think the fairy one had an interesting one, if I don't remember. Um I know the fighting one was scary. Yeah, I just don't remember why. Something uh, like uh, something that boosted its stats if you did something wrong. So mm. yeah, it was like something like contrary or simple. Yeah, where things went mm. bigger than they should have. Yeah, um, you try to remember that one, and I'll try to remember one of the other ones. Like uh, I don't think anything had Moxie, right? Mm, no. No, I don't remember anything snowballing on me like that. No, yeah. Do we want to just use the hint here? We should probably, yes. Yeah. Oh, God, I don't know how to do this. Um, uh, 
I believe one of these abilities is only exclusive to Glamora. Um, oh, oh yeah. okay. Uh, okay. Toxic debris. Toxic debris is I'll on give the poison you one. There you gotcha, go. Gotcha. Uh, one of these belongs to a Tapu. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I I thought I I and... I think the um, the fairy one has uh, Mr. Terrain. Interesting. Uh, not Mr. Terrain. What's what's the that's the a good enough pull. answer, but it's Misty Surge. Yes, Misty that's Surge. Correct. Yeah. Yep. Misty Surge. Thank that's you. That's correct. That's yeah. three. Uh, the other two you are missing, because I don't know how to give you hints for these, uh, are Intimidate and Stamina. Stamina. Ooh. Stamina. Okay. stamina. Yeah. That's I the annoying the, one. I remember the Stamina one, because that was the hardest one of them all. Uh, yeah. That one was terrifying. That one I, was was the like, one. I used a lot of we max did. revives. Yeah. I knew there was something annoying there. So we gave you guys yeah. three points there. So you guys are, I believe... Five for four. So mm-hmm. your next question is your base stat question, as always. And uh, because it's spoopy month, uh, <laughs> we're, we're going to go ahead and give you this one about ghost types. Uh, what ghost type Pokemon has the lowest base speed of all ghost type Pokemon? Uh, so mm-hmm. instantly I go to Duskull. It is pretty slow, but... Um, there might but be something Palo slow. Send, Palo Send is also pretty slow. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, and These aren't fully yeah. evolved, just like base level. So yeah, like, I, wouldn't, no, I, wouldn't I, yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't answer Palosand. I wouldn't call bu- yeah, Palosand. I, I would say... Oh, Sandy Guest. I mean yeah. Sandy Guest. Yeah. yeah, sorry. I, I always get them mixed up. They're both pretty darn slow. Uh, they're not Munchlax slow, I don't think, but they are slow. No. They're like 20, 25, mm-hmm. something like that. Uh, so, I'm not... Because I think Dusclops only gets up to like 35, and then... Dusknoir wow. is 45, something like that. That's really slow. Mm, what else? What else is really, really slow as a ghost type? They've added so many ghost types in recent games. Yeah, they have. <laughs> they have. Remember when it was just Ghastly Yonder at Gengar? And then Mr. And Mistervous. then Mr. Vis. <laughs> and then <Yes>. just Mr. Vis. <laughs> just Mr. Vis. Uh... Shop it might not be great, but I assume it's faster than Duskull. Oh, it's faster than Duskull, I think, yes. Um, Sableye isn't... Sableye and Spiritomb are both awful speeds-wise, but not that bad. Yeah, but they're like, what? 25, they're like 30, 40, 35, 60, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Mm, what else is... So, uh... Litwick Grievard isn't that slow. is not that slow. I'm gonna need an answer here. Okay. Sigma? I don't know. It's it's a coin flip between Sandy Gast and Duskull. Uh, I think it might be Sandy Gast. I think just because, you know, it's stuck to the ground. It doesn't It float, might be Sandy Gast. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it uh, looks... Let's, let's put it this way. It looks like it should be slower. It, yes. Sandy Gast is unfortunately incorrect. It's actually the okay. uh, second slowest. So you were very close. Because uh, Sandy Gas oh, okay. has a base speed of 15. 15? Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, it, something is slower. Yes. Uh, don't say. Gimme Ghoul chest form is base oh. stat 10. Uh, so- I am shocked and yet not. <laughs> I'm not yeah. shocked we got it. Didn't yeah. get it, though. Uh, yeah. yeah. Gimme Ghoul in the chest form is 10. Uh, then Sandy Gas at 15. And then uh, tied for third is third slowest is Mega Sableye and Litwick at 20. Mega Sableye? Mm. Yeah, oh. I I didn't realize yeah, it Sable lost stats. Yeah, Sableye is hauling huh. around a giant yeah. gem, yeah. and yeah. Litwick doesn't make sense. So yeah, yeah Litwick's a, Litwick's a candle. <laughs> <laughs> Litwick is in fact a candle. It is a candle. 
I mean, uh, that's how we got to the logic of Sandy Gast. Uh, so yeah, it's got a pile uh, of sand. Five points. I mean, yes. I mean, the, the chest is pretty much the same. Like, it's literally carrying the chest around. Can't the chest move. Like, the, the gimmick goal is not moving that chest. We're, exactly. We're, it makes sense. I'm not complaining that it's the slowest. No, I just don't just, think of a gimmick goal We just didn't stats. remember it existed. Exactly. Um, all right. Well, we're going to go ahead and, well, I was going to. Somebody messed up my sheet. I don't know who it was. Uh, um, but in first place, we've still got Linian with uh, 36 points. In second place, we have Seth Vila with 31 points. In third place, we've got Shark Finnegan with 28. In fourth, we've got a tie between Sigma and Whimsicott at 22. Oh. <laughs> uh, in sixth, we've got a tie between Shamu and Mark at 20. Uh, and... It, in eighth, we've got Shushura with 17, Sublime in ninth with 14, and Claude in last with 12. Uh, it's still a race to 40, so it's anybody's game. So until next time, though, guys, we are going to kick it on over to the topic. Puckle Factory is back. Battle against your fellow Puckalonians with rental teams provided to you by us. Each week will have its own themes to explore. You get to pick which team best suits your wants, which one you think is the best you have until October 1st at 8 p.m. Eastern Time to sign up. Further information can be found on our Discord at PuckleDiscord.com. Hope to see you there. Welcome to our topic. Our topic today is uh, mascot Pokemon and are they abused and overused? And uh, mo- this mostly came up to me because we got that announcement of the release of the uh, new set coming out in Japan, where it's essentially Crown Zenith slash uh, Shining Fates, and there was something else before that, maybe? Mm-hmm. There was. There's always, like, this extra set at the end of the year that's, like, the fancy set where they just, like, make fun things and fun art of cards that are typically pretty decent in the meta. I don't think we actually got in the U.S. in the second year in the Sword and Shield block. I think they just ended up making that the Galarian Gallery. Yeah, because it wasn't shiny Pokemon. Yeah, it wasn't shiny Pokemon, so they didn't make it a whole full set. Yeah, you're correct. And and so, yeah, I, I think it's very... I This came up because they announced the set, and they announced that Charizard EX, uh, the Dark-type Charizard EX, was going to be in it, but shiny. And so immediately I go, okay, so this set is going to be sold out into Bol- Oblivion. Um, but it'll probably be reprinted into Oblivion, just like Shining Fates. I think Shining Fates, I can still go to the store and buy a like an Elite Trainer box of right now. Thanks, scalpers. No, I can just go buy it uh, because they just reprinted it into the ground. The scalpers made them overproduce. Yeah, which is fine. Uh, I mean, that's fine because I would like a chance. Like as a Pokemon fan, I know, like I understand there being value in things, and like I do want certain products, but I don't want you know I don't need like an excessive amount of them. Like, if a new TCG set drops, what I want is, like, a booster box, an ETB, and I like collecting one of each promo card. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's very fun to do. I don't know. Like, I... Yeah, that's going to ruin the set. But either way, like, I saw this, and I'm like, six Charizard cards, not including the po- Pokemon 151 Charizard we got as well this year. Mm. <laughs> then thinking about how Charizard's just, like... Uh, a lot of this a lot of this problem stems from Charizard, and I, I don't think just Charizard is the problem, but... I don't know how much I don't know that I like how much Pokemon is relying on stuff like this as almost a crutch. You know what I mean? Mm. Mm-hmm. Like you don't complain when you see a new Pikachu plush because that's just what Pokemon is. That's Pikachu. That is the face of the franchise. I, I do get a little annoyed at like Eevee and Eevee evolution sometimes as well. 
I mean, they tried. They tried really hard to make Eevee a thing. And it still technically is, but it's not a Pikachu. The thing is with Eevee that there are people who don't like Pikachu, but, or maybe they don't like yellow, say, okay. And uh, if you pick Eevee as your, like, second mascot, essentially, you have something for everyone and you still only have to produce, like, one line of merchandise, essentially. No, I don't I don't disagree with you. Like I think Eevee was actually like a smart Pokemon to try to pivot as the second mascot, especially over Charizard. But I don't think it quite worked out, so they kind of put it back on like Charizard tier. Charizard's like on its own tier, I think, cuz like Charizard is like Pikachu then Charizard. Uh and I I I mean this is yeah, like you have Pikachu at the top tier, then you have Charizard, then you have like Eevee, Eevee, Lucario, uh Meowth is up Meowth used to be up there. Not as much anymore. Meowth is probably still there, but then you've got... Uh, I like that everything we said so far outside of Lucario is Gen 1, by the way. Um, yeah. Well, the next ones I was going to bring up were going to be like Gen 1. Too, so. Yeah, it's mostly... I, I don't know. Maybe this is turning into like... Maybe Pokemon needs to like sl- slow down the Gen 1 gas pedal. Mewtwo's pretty big. Maybe they should do better at finding like a Pokemon from each generation to be like a mascot, but... I, I don't disagree. I think this is part of my problem with modern Pokemon as well has just been that I think that the new Pokemon comes out and then they just kind of they just ditch it immediately. And Dexit doesn't help me feeling this way mm. because you look at uh, you look at Gen 8 and I, I'm pretty sure there's some Gen 8 Pokemon that still aren't in Scarlet and Violet. Um, like I was shocked to see that Kramer didn't get added until the Teal Mask. I mean, to be fair, that's three models, and it probably doesn't look great. I don't think the number of models actually matters anymore. I think they are honestly just doing it to do it at this point. Well, I was going to say, it probably also just doesn't look good in a Terra, a Terra crown. It's there anyway. I mean, I, I just don't think the number of models is an issue, in all honesty, based on the number of Pokemon with form. Like, we got Oracorio. Rotom's still here. You've got you've got a number of Pokemon that have multiple forms. For as much as Rotom shows up, I'm surprised it's not used more like in a mascot. I think it's not so much used in a mascot, but I do dislike how we've just gone to Rotom in infiltrating electronics as like our Pokedex now. Like that's just our thing. Yeah. I I was uh so actually this morning. I mean it was a clean solution and it's easy to replicate in every region, so it's like no, no, you are correct. Like, it, it makes sense, like, strategically from their perspective. It's like, we don't have to make something new because Rotom Phone is just everywhere. And that's I, fine. Y- you aren't wrong. I Two things about this. Uh, one, first one, very minor. I'm very upset we still haven't gotten, like, a Rotom Phone phone case. Um, mm. Wasn't there, like, an Arc Phone phone case, which makes it even worse? There is an Arc Phone phone case and there's, like, the Porygon phone from Pokemon Masters. <laughs> Like those are both those are both available. Uh, like I can buy one of those. That is very disappointing. You are you are correct. I cannot buy a Rotom phone phone case, but I can buy those. That is that is unfortunate. I digress. Uh, and you could be like, oh, the Rotom phone is going to be like weird though with little things poking out of it. You have not seen these phone cases. They are over the top. The other two are they they are incredibly large. The other two that exist, they are incredibly large. But I I digress. Uh, I I do really. Um, I, where was I going with this? I, I just don't like that. That's all we get. I do miss the, I was watching, uh, the Pokemon anime this morning. Um, YouTube fed me a bunch of clips from the Pokemon anime and I didn't stop it because of my grogginess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was, it's just like fed me like these little three minute clips from like random episodes 
just like over and over one and i got to see like ash's pokedex throughout the generations and i'm just like man i miss when we had like actual pokedexes and not just like a phone that would pop up in front of me and tell me what this pokemon is it's like now it's an app which is realistic but it lacks the personality of the pokedex uh it does it does it does well no okay to be fair they did improve on that in the anime um uh rest in peace team rocket i guess now that you're not in the anime anymore but um the uh team rocket got a rotom phone and it's this little didn't they get a sassy one yeah and it's 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 like it talks in this like cute little uwu voice uh and it, it gives like it gives like <laughs> i remember the choodle a choodle clip went viral and it gives like really bad it gives really bad like entries it's like it's not perfect it's it's like discount bin wow i mean part of the issue with the pokedex was that it just became less and less like marketable as time went on because it was like an invisible hollow screen at some point and it's just like you can't make toys for that yeah no no it was getting like the x and y the x and y pokedex was pretty bad uh i don't disagree like i remember the original pokedex that was a cool little gears item as a kid but then it it got to the point where you couldn't like market it anyway so it's like you're not gonna get a hollow screen no 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 hollow screen is not good uh i don't know i I, I, we're talking about mascot Pokemon, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. This is like turning into why is Pokemon still leading on Gen 1 after all these years? And okay, I, I did have this thought because so um, I, I'm sure I'm not the only person that's noticed this and I'm sure it's kind of been stated more or less. But uh, Pokemon art like Gen 1 and 2 Pokemon art is very similar because I think all the Pokemon in Gen 2 were essentially created during Gen 1. Most of them were, I think, yeah, or prototyped at least. Yeah, yeah, they were at least prototyped and they were brought over and they were all done in the same style. Um, and then generation three, there's definitely a, there's certainly a shift in Pokemon designs and how the Pokemon are, uh, look. And, and you can see this again throughout, like gen four is a little bit different. Gen five is certainly different. That's okay. Gen five is very different, which is fine. Uh, but you think about, uh, how Pokemon are designed today and how they look. And then you look at like the designs of gen one, which really took off and are the ones that people remember. And my, my question, and maybe you guys have an answer to this and, or an opinion, but my question is has been very recently as i think about this and this could just be insane and crazy but uh i is is it because of the way that the pokemon were designed are they just like designed well or is it just because of the way that they are that they've just like ingrained in like pop culture memory um and if it's the first what's stopping them from making pokemon in the same design space that they made them in gen one now like i think the answer is actually a third one Okay. So it's so much easier for something to be special when it's one out of 150 than when it's one out of 1,000. Mm-hmm. That's a good answer. Um, I mean, like, here I am looking up and down the list of, like, the Gen 8. And it's like, what Pokemon would I push as a mascot, right? Morpeko is close, but no, probably not, right? We we, we tried this. Morpeko doesn't work. Alkermie's uh, uh, kind of okay, like Wulu, maybe, but they're just there's just not much to push. They tried Boltoned. I think I think the very last time that they managed something that was that had enough iconic status to be memorable was Sylvian. Yeah, uh, which is an offshoot of Eevee. Uh, and uh, honestly, that became I would argue Greninja to some extent. Greninja's pretty good. Okay, Greninja, yes. Fair enough. Greninja and Sylvian. Because Greninja, Greninja was designed like that, I think. 
Greninja was designed from the ground up to be a popular book. No, it was. It, it legit was because like when Sakurai went to Game Freak, Sakurai's like, hey, I would like to put a Gen 6 Pokemon in. And they just like handed him the concept art for Greninja. And they're like, here you go. This is the one that we, this is the one that it is. And like before it even he even hit Smash. He was already popular. Greninja is a fantastic design, though. Like it is a really good design. Uh, they hit it out of the park with Greninja. Yeah, I, I do. I do agree with the idea that maybe the Pokemon uh, being of the 151 instead of being added on. I, I, I just really, I hate, I hate feeling like Pokemon are disposable nowadays. I, I, I feel like okay, okay. I got another one from past Gen Six. Mimikyu shows up a lot. Mimikyu is probably the most recent like mascot ability. But again, but again, it's popular. It's popular because it like harkens back to the concept of Pikachu. Granted, it is a mimic of the first gen. Yeah, it's literally just trying. Yeah, that's why you're. Tr- it's a, it's essentially a, a quote, a meme about Pokemon itself. That's why it's popular. Uh, Japan, by the way, has these plushes of Mimikyu with like the lit up eyes when it gets angry. I almost bought one, but it was like very big. It was very big, so I didn't buy it and bring it home. Yeah, it it was adorable. Uh, I I saw that and I was like, oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, but but so okay to elaborate on 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 my concept. Suppose you really, 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 really like a certain type of animal or a certain color or a a concept or something. You see the original one hundred and fifty one Pokemon. And you say, that's my guy, okay? And then, first of all, you have been in the franchise for 25 years. No, no, I I, I would love the perspective. And I mean, I would love the perspective of somebody. And I guess we're getting to the point. Who got in at like XY, Sun, Moon. Yeah, I would love that perspective, right? Like, uh, which none of us cover. No, no. I, w- w- I think we all started with red and blue. Uh yeah, yes, for, for various reasons. Uh, well, that, not just that we're old, it's just that, like, if you weren't, uh, if you, if you weren't, like, if you're not over the age of 18, I try not to have you on the podcast, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I, uh, so it's very hard to find somebody like that. But I am curious, like, somebody who didn't start with red and blue, cause, like, even if we were to grab, like, an 18 year old now, that's, that's still what year, 2005. A lot of those kids, like, got into Pokemon early enough that they still, like, went back and enjoyed Gen 1. To some extent. Uh, so, like, I don't know. Like, in 10 years, we'll have a better answer to this question. I can ask somebody, right? I'm sorry. I got I got so, like, thrown off by you saying someone who's 18 was born in 2000. And fly- I just couldn't listen to the last 30 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right? That hurts. That hurts a little bit. Oh, gosh. Yes. Physic- I had a physical reaction to that. But... Uh- <laughs> Yeah, in 10 years, you'll have somebody who doesn't remember Don Fan. They just remember Great Tusk. Uh- <laughs> I guess maybe even if, okay, so uh, pick someone who is like 10 today and gets into Pokemon. Let's even leave aside the fact that they can't pick up a game that has all the Pokemon. Let's leave that aside, even though it's a big You know factor. what's actually going to be more rough about this is that people, we, at some point you get to the point where... The kids getting into Pokemon also had their parents who were into Pokemon, so they're going to influence them with the Gen 1. Yeah, that's already happening. Like, yeah, thanks, Snag. <laughs> the point the point I was trying to make is, okay, suppose even those people have their that's my guy moment. The popularity of any of these 1,000 guys, it's, it's, it's so spread out, it gets thinner. 
you know, it's still diluted. That's why you have to like centralize it on a pew. That's why I'm surprised they don't do better at pushing like something from each generation that isn't a starter. Well, so they, they, they do try this, right? Like the, the last two generations, I can think about them really trying. Uh, I don't know if they're trying it correctly because in Gen 8, they really tried with Wulu. Like they tried. Well, they, they managed to make it a meme, but memes don't last forever. I mean, same with like Squab It, right? I would even argue like LeChonk, they're trying to do it with as well. Yeah, but it failed compared to Wulu because it was just like Wulu 2.0. No, no, it was. Uh, I, I don't think, I just don't think that's the way to do it. I, I think, I don't know, I, I do think a lot of it does come down to the simplicity of the designs of Gen 1 as well. It's very easy to, to grab onto something that's simpler, simple in design. I mean, that's why something like Snom can take off, right, in popularity? That's why Snom got, like, that really took off. Um, the, the problem is right now, I think they're trying to lean into memes, uh, which I don't think works as well. Because, like, even... That doesn't help. I, I, like, even think about legendaries, right? I, I would argue that a lot, like, Krydon and Maridon, I think, are going to be forgotten to time. And I think Zacian and Zamazenta will. I think a lot of people have already forgotten Zamazenta to begin with. Like, <laughs> honestly, I think that... Koridon and Miraidon might be okay just because they're with you the entire time and are that's that's fair that is fair involved in the story like I liked what they did with those two those two might withstand the test of time as legendaries just because of how they were treated on the story I would argue even like Cosmog and Cosmo and probably fall into that but but like Xerneas and Yveltal like those are gonna get lost in time no one cares <laughs> they, they didn't even bother giving them unique stats I don't know. I really, I really like Xerneas, but that's probably a person. I mean, that's because it was the first fairy legend, but yeah, I, I think, it, I think also we're like the three of us are very biased in a lot of this stuff too. Uh, just because I mean, I don't love Mewtwo that much either. Like, but Mewtwo's everywhere, man. That stuff's never going away. Mewtwo's never leaving us. Ho-Oh and Lugia were my legends, even though I started with Red and Blue. Yeah, I would love some Gen 2 love. I were, I really hope we get some Gen 2 love. Gen 2 is the red-headed stepchild of the Pokemon franchise, really. If you That's because it was Gen 1, too. Like, it was, it was... It was, yeah, no, it's Gen 1, too. It was a sequel to Gen 1. It was less of its own thing and more of just more of Gen 1. Yeah, it was just Gen 1, but again. And that's, I mean, I, I really, like, in my mind, I view Gen 1 and 2 as just the same thing. Yeah, it's like Gen 1.5. Yeah, no, it, I, it's more of like a DLC to Gen 1, right? Pretty much, yeah. Like, you think about how we're getting new Pokemon in the DLCs and stuff like that. That's essentially what this is, what Gen 2 was. Uh, I actually heard some, like, really crazy stuff about Gen 2 recently that I didn't know. Um, Like, that it had a completely different concept at the beginning. Oh, yeah, I heard that, too. Where Kanto is just, like, the small area or something like that. I played through that a few years ago. Yeah, well, like, so they were trying, they were trying, to, they were trying to shove so much into it that, uh, like the Kanto, like the region of Kanto was essentially, essentially just going to be a city because of the space requirements. And yeah, yeah, I, I think we saw, we all saw the same video. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we all watched the, this. Is probably a Digi you know Gaming or something, but well, no, back when the beta leaked a few years back, I got it. So. I played through it a little you know, bit. No, apparently with that, the way they set it up, it was just like from city to city, there were no really in-between routes. I don't want to keep talking about my trip to Japan, but every time I, every, like, both times I've been there, like, it just helps me understand Pokemon games so much better, right? Mm. The design, because like, as a, as a kid growing up in America, you go to like the department store and sell it on city and you're like, why do I have to keep taking these escalators up? This makes no sense. Uh, and then you go to Japan and then it makes perfect sense. Oh, of course. <laughs> of course. I mean, I remember... 
some stores like that when I was young. But yeah, yeah. Those kind of died out in America for the most part. Oh no. Also, after going to Kansai this time, um, after I went to that, I understand the background art of all of the Pokemon anime. You know, in the background, how it's just like always green fields and mountains in the background. This makes perfect sense because that is all that's in Japan. It's just in the background, there's just constantly mountains and green fields. Like just constantly. Outside of Tokyo, like that's just what you see. Kanto makes more sense to me now too because it's not really like the region itself. We were talking about uh, Unova at some point, and people are just like, "Well, it's just based on New York City," and I'm like, "Yeah, but it's it's a uh, romanticized kind of like, right?" Well, not not even that. Like, so like the you're a kid in the Pokemon games, right? Like you're you're a ten to fifteen year old kid, and you're going around this region, quote unquote. Um, and if you look at Kanto. Kanto has you going around to these other cities and you know, you know, uh, and you're walking around these different cities into these regions. And like, if, if you think about the equivalence of each of those, one Vermilion City is Yokohama, roughly. Saffron City is Tokyo proper. These places aren't that far away, mind you, from each other. Like, you could make some arguments. If you just look at the way Tokyo is divided, though, like, you're just going to different parts of Tokyo. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. That's what Gen 1 is. Uh, you're just going to different parts of Tokyo, essentially. It's uh, it's the same thing for New York City in Unova. You're just going to different parts of the city, which makes perfect sense to me. Like it, it, that's what the regions are. Uh, same thing happened in Gen Two as well, in my opinion. Um, in Gen Two, you end up going to essentially Johto is essentially the Kansai region, where uh, Goldenrod City is probably closer to like what Osaka is, and Ecrotique City is closer to Kyoto. Geographically, that's actually pretty similar to where they're laid out as well. I mean, you're just like in this one small section of city because mm-hmm. um, Kyoto and Osaka are very close together, by the way. They're like it's like an hour train ride. And that's normal train, like not Shinkansen. If you take Shin- if you take Shinkansen, it's like a 15 minute ride. I'm 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 very amused by this because you're essentially saying, oh, now that I've been in a normal sized country, I understand how normal sized countries work. <laughs> and as someone who lives in a normal sized country. I was like never surprised by how the Pokemon regions work, but now that you you've made me think about it, it would make sense for you guys to find it weird. Do you not do you not understand how weird this is, is here? Well, that's because like a normal sized country is like a state. Like, yeah, it's like a state, and the states don't have a, like a lot. And that's not even for everyone in the United States because some of them live in the highly compacted states on the East Coast, whereas others live on the West Coast. Yeah. Like even that's not even direct for no no yeah yeah I know that's that's a very fair point but uh, yeah <laughs> Charizard's overdone and I don't like it uh, <laughs> that that's my thesis statement here with this ramble um but yeah I yeah I don't know like the I, this all comes back to Gen one and whether or not like Gen one is just being leaned on too hard well I think I think a point that that we could discuss maybe some other time is like how much can the pokemon company itself influence the popularity of a pokemon that's a that is a good question i i think they can i i feel like they failed a couple times i feel yeah. like th- i feel like they can i just don't think they're doing it correctly you know what i mean um and i think part of that's their own doing um it, like if you think about they'd rather go for like a a meme that explodes for a day rather than investing in something that can last a while yeah i i think that's part of it i think it's also uh, part of it it, it kind of goes back to like the release schedule as well 
Like, if you really take the time to, fo- like, if, if we talk about development time for Pokemon games, what were the Pokemon games that had the longest development time? And the answer is red and blue. If, but, if you, but if you also think about not just, like, the care that's put into the Pokemon designs in that regard, but also just, like, how well the stories are done. Like, we could argue, like, the Scarlet and Violet story is very well done, which might be why Coridon and Maridon just stand the, le- the test of time. I mean, that that's the thing about Scarlet and Violet, though. Like, the story is pretty good. The Pokemon models are, like, really pretty good on as well, right? But, like, it lost... Something they lost going from, like, Gen 8 to Gen 9 was a cohesive style for the series. No, no, you... No, you're correct. Like, uh, so... Uh, Generation 8, I really dislike Sword and Shield for a lot of reasons that I've said on this show multiple times. Um, but I, uh, I do think that the one thing that they did correctly was Pokemon designs in Generation 8. I cannot think of a, I cannot think of any, maybe, maybe there's like one or two that are just like flops. Base Colossal. Uh, Colossal mostly. Yeah. But I think, I think most, uh. Base Colossal. I think G-Max Colossal actually looks pretty cool. Uh. I don't think there's a lot of designs though that they really flopped on. I would say in Gen in Gen eight or Gen nine that I can think of, you know, a lot of flops. Not huge on Squawkabilly, that's a big one. Kilowatt trail is kinda boring. It's fine. Squawkabilly's like we tried to do Oracorio, but we did it worse this time. Then you've also got like Veluza. Is that what is it? V- Velu- uh... Veluza's like weird. I like the concept. It, I think it's poorly. It executed. doesn't quite hit. Yeah, I, I think there were a, a few Pokemon here where they went, well, let's try this idea, and it didn't work out terribly well. Like Bramblegast? At least they just threw it on one Pokemon. Yeah, like, I also, like, I know every, I'm gonna, like, I, this is a hot take, uh, but, like, I'm not really, like, Palafin's okay. F- Finizen and Palafin are okay. I don't love Palafin. Uh, it's a cool concept, but if it weren't there, I wouldn't care. Uh, I love them to bits, but uh, uh, like if you tell me you have to eliminate either this one or Greninja from the Pokemon franchise, it's goodbye to the cute dolphin. I think Wiglet's great, though. Wiglet's amazing. Uh, okay, I so like I kind of take issue. I take I take issues with both Wiglet and to a lesser extent Toad's cool, just because I feel like I don't know. It, it kind of comes back to like I think Toad's cool did the concept better. I'll give I'm you just, that. I'm just like, is is Pokemon creatively bankrupt? Like, this is a not so nice way to put this topic, right? Like, are they are, are they a little meme? Yes, they they're a little meme. But like, I think that I I one I think the idea is a cheap cop out to not have to put every Pokemon's form in a Pokemon game if you include the Pokemon because I think they wanted to give Diglett a third a second regional form just like Meowth, and they decided instead of making this a regional form. We're just going to make it a completely different Pokemon with a different Pokedex number. Um, and I, that's, that's literally what I think this is, by the way. It, it might also be a softer way to introduce the idea of Paradox Pokemon as well, um, where Paradox Pokemon look like that Pokemon, but they're not. I, I, I do think that's part of it. Um, also, Toad School is the only Pokemon that is like a form based on a Pokemon that's not in the game. Still not. <laughs> Still not. Uh, I think it's in the leaks, though, for uh, for not Crown Tundra. I wouldn't be shocked. It's easy enough to throw Tentacool and Tentacruel into a game. Yeah, they're, they're going to be there. They're going to be in the, they're going to be there because it's very odd that they're not, um, which it supports the theory that they were like last minute additions. I mean, I like how they did Poltergeist and Sinestrato. That was, that, that was done well. That one was actually, that one was actually done well. I, I like that. They, they clearly understand, 
they're understanding where they can go with these ideas. And I like that. That one, that one was actually good. That one was the most interesting of all of them because it at least did something different instead of being like, this is just, this is just ground grass. Being another grass ghost is not exciting at this point, but you know. No, but like it has a cool design and the idea of like switching them around is just cool enough to, to make it work. In a vacuum, it's really cool. What they did was cool. No, I, I, I love, I love that they were willing to, and this applies to Gen 8 as well. I love that they were willing to take risks to things outside of Gen 1, just to kind of tie back into the, to the idea of the topic, but that they, I love the idea that they were willing to go past Gen 1 and do this. I mean, the same thing goes for like, uh, Diplin and, uh, with Diplin and, uh, oh my gosh, uh, Archaladon that's coming out, Archaladon. And I, I think that's fantastic that they're willing to just go even back to just one gen and like touch up things, which is very cool. I mean, it took us so long to get evolutions back and I'm happy they brought them back. Uh, my only concern is the way that they seem to not be making them accessible. If that makes sense. Like I, like I'm still King kind Gambit's of, it's a little weird. Yeah. Uh, no, it's not even that. That's not what I'm, I, I'm more concerned with like Ursa Luna and Cleavor and Weirdier. Right. Uh, and to a lesser extent, uh, uh, not Quillfish. Uh, I was going to say Basque Legion, they figured out and leaks say that Cleaver probably is figured out as well. Uh, Cleaver is very easy. You literally just put the, you put the black Argorite in the game, th- th- which is what makes it more frustrating that Ursa Luna still hasn't been figured out. I, Ursa Luna is just messy everywhere. Cause even in its game, it's annoying to get. Uh, Ursa Luna is very non accessible. Uh, and the fact that we can't get weird ears, even though, uh, Stantler can learn Psyshield Bash is very upsetting. Um, and Hisuian Quillfish to, uh, what does it evolve into? I can see it right in front of me. Overquill. Uh, the fact that we can't evolve a Hisuian Quillfish in Scarlet and Violet is very frustrating to me. Look, I'm, I'm still like ticked off by the fact that I, I can't make an Alola Raichu from, for my friend. Uh, I think that's coming actually though. Um, I think that's coming. I, I, so they're being, uh, they're being, it looks like very good about some of this in the D, in Indigo Disc, uh, because you can catch a Lolan Executor, you can catch, um, a Lolan Sandshrew and a Lolan Vulpix there. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if they're going to include, uh, if they're going to include you something. You know what there. would be good? Like if one of the biomes is like, this place feels like Alola, and so if you evolve a Pikachu here... Exactly. That's, that's kind of what I'm hoping for. It's kind of like how you couldn't get regular Raichu in the original Sun and Moon, yet they figured out a way for it to work in Ultra. But you, if you went to a Wormo, you weren't in Alola anymore, and you could get it. Yeah. In Ultra Sun and Moon, they figured it out. It's like, oh, you're not in Alola anymore. You can just get a regular Raichu. <laughs> no, I think I think it's essentially that I, they need to figure this out on Switch anyway, um, and I... I don't want to say soon, but it's probably going to be like within the next year and a half. They really need to figure that out because if not, they're going to unlock a lot of Pokemon behind inaccessibility with Pokemon Bank being gone. Um, because eventually Pokemon. Like it'll have to be through either Go or you could get them through crappy trades from Sword and Shield or Let's Go. Yeah. And I don't think they're going to do that. I don't think they're going to one lock anything to go that's not Melmetal. And. I don't think that they're going to lock, uh, I, I really dislike Melmetal specifically. Like, I can dislike the idea of not being able to evolve Stantler because I have to send it back to PLA, but I, I dislike, I dislike Melmetal specifically because 
I can put a Meltan in my Scarlet and Violet game, but I can't send it back to go. That's what I did. Well, I can't even send Melmetal to Scarlet and Violet, uh, but I can send a Meltan to, to Sword and Shield, but I can't send it back to Pokemon Go to evolve it, and I don't like that. Um, they need to just make it a Thunderstone Evolution game freak. Um, and but I, That's I what mean, happens when Go goes away. The ecosystem... Ah, that's not going to happen. Uh, the the ecosystem of that they've created for Pokemon has been very good in that regard. But um, it, like I really love the Pokemon Home uh, ecosystem that we've created. But uh, yeah, I don't know. We're we're talking about Charizard being insane. Uh, and and I don't know. I like Greninja, and I think Greninja is still pretty hype. I actually bought a uh, damage counter case uh, with Greninja on in Japan. But nice investment. <laughs> yeah. I also bought damage counters because I really like the Japanese damage counters um, because uh, I one I think they're easier to read. Like if we were to do it on stream, like do actual battles on stream, I think the Japanese damage counters are easier to read. They're also just easier to math. Uh, but that's completely off topic again. I mean, the true answer is bringing back the little damage counters from Gen 1. Nice little glass beads and everyone will understand. Well, that's essentially what that's essentially what the damage counters in Japan are. Um, but uh, they're just glass be they're like little gl- plastic glass things that uh, have the numbers written on the bottom, so you you know which ones are which. Uh, but either way, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. They, I I do. I, I guess the the conclusion uh, not conclusion is the wrong word, but the the statements that we keep coming back to a lot are that it really does feel like Game Freak or Pokemon is just leaning a lot on Gen One and. I guess we we don't have a very definitive answer as to the popularity. Uh, Whimsicott does give a very good uh, argument that it is one of the original, like the original 151 just feels special because there's just 151 of them, which I, I don't entirely disagree with that. Um, I think a lot of that has... I I mean, it's a strong hypothesis. And like, we are getting to the point where a lot of people who grew up with Pokemon are becoming, are coming to the franchise. And if the Pokemon they remember are there... Then it's more likely they'll get it for their. No, team. we we are we do have a lot of people we do have a lot of people coming back to the franchise, especially on Switch, and they know what's up. I just okay, I just I want one thing from Game Freak, okay? Because I understand Charizard's popular, guys. This is this is me talking to you, Game Freak. I don't know who's in charge anymore, but this is this is Thatch. This is a one on one. We're gonna keep bringing back Charizard. We're gonna keep bringing Pikachu. Understandable. Please don't do Gen Five again, where you can't catch a Pikachu. Pikachu's got to be catchable, but uh. I'm okay with you guys bringing Charizard in all the time, but if you're going to bring Charizard in, you have to remember that uh, as a kid playing Pokemon, and I'm coming back to the franchise, it's not me, but it's somebody else, uh, Charizard Charizard wasn't my starter. I was going to say, that's kind of part of the problem with Charizard itself, is that- This is the problem with Charizard, yeah. It, you can't just bring back Charizard. That's why I don't like mascots as a starter, right? Yeah, you can't you can't bring Char- just Charizard back. You got to bring back Blastoise and Venusaur. They can't come back two DLCs later. They got to be there with Charizard. Like, if you're going to have a Dark-type Charizard Terra event, I I don't know. Maybe we should have a Psychic-type Blastoise event. You know, I I feel like that's fair. Um, As well as, you know, what what type is Psychic Dark? A Fighting-type Venusaur. You know, I think we should, I think we should have that. Yeah, you know, there were four games in Generation 1, and there were four Pokemon on on those boxes. So they should all be treated equally. Tell that to the TCG collectors, though. Yeah, I mean, this is that's my biggest gripe. If we if we are gonna if we are gonna live in this world, if we are gonna live in this generation one world, uh, give me these things. Like this is all I request because I, I do think the favoritism of Charizard over Blastoise and Venusaur is very uh is very 
I don't know. I, I it sits badly, poorly with me. It's blatant and done to a point that is almost ridiculous. Well, so like Generation Six did this too, right? Where they really leaned on Gen One after the flop that w- well flop in quotes that was Gen Five. Generation Six gave Charizard two Mega Evolutions instead of one. It gave it two. It did give it two Mega Evolutions, but when I got to the point where I could get Charizard or Charmander, I was also offered the choice to get Ven- uh, Bulbasaur and Squirtle. They, the three of them were together, and they weren't left out. They they just weren't as good. Charizard is part. Charizard Charizard was part of a trio, and I feel like Game Freak forgets this all of the time. Um, but yeah, so this turned into us, uh, kind of examining the gen one, uh, of Pokemon, uh, it turned into us examining the, uh, uh, examining Charizard. (laughs) (laughs) I hate, I hate that. I mean, this episode did start because I really dislike Charizard, but, uh, I, or not, I don't dislike, I don't dislike Charizard. I just dislike how much love Charizard's been getting. Look, look, Thatch, we started an entire topic about the fact that people talk too much about Charizard and we proceeded to talk about Charizard for 30 minutes. It's fine. Uh, I think I think I want to end it up here, though, so I don't go on to more tangents because this was definitely full of tangents this week. Um, I apologize, one, because I am incredibly tired and jet lag still. Um, and then two, I uh, I don't know. I just want to talk about Pokemon and this is one of those things that I do. <laughs> Uh, so I apologize for the rambly episode. We'll be back to uh, a better form when I'm not tired next week. And uh, until then, though, guys, I think I'm going to cut the topic here. So we are going to kick it on over to our Pokemon of the episode. We'll catch you on the flip flop. Pokemon the episode. Welcome to our Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number. Six, uh, Charizard, the flame Pokemon. It's leaf green. Pokedex entry reads, it spits fire that is hot enough to melt boulders. It may cause forest fires by blowing flames. Charizard's a Pokemon. It certainly exists. <laughs> Nobody knows about it. Uh, I've, I've certainly never seen it before. It's a lost gem, really. Yeah, really a lost gem. It's never seen any, like, real popularity and... Oh, oh my gosh. Uh, I was like scrolling through down the Bulbapedia to like get the base stats like I usually do. And I got stuck in the anime section. Uh, oh they're no, just, like, they're just like, they're just like, they're like, there's like, well, there were, they're, they're like, they're like, there, there was Ash's Charizard and then there was Charla's Charizard and then there was Team ACT's Charizard and then there was Lane's Charizard and then Trevor's Charizard and then Kriawe's Charizard and then Freed's Charizard. Look at the bright side. We I don't think we ever saw Richie get a Charizard. I think Zippo ended at a Charmeleon. I think that's it did. all we ever saw. Thank God. <sighs> Thank Rest God. in peace, Zippo. <laughs> Thank God. Okay. But uh, Charizard has uh, a base stat total of 534. Uh, base 100 speed, which actually isn't terrible. Base 109 special attack, which is okay. Um, this episode this week was almost about uh, power creep, and we're going to talk about that here in a second, actually. Uh, but uh, 78 HP, 84 attack, uh, 78 defense, uh, 85 special defense. Nothing, like, terrible. The move pool is pretty deep. Uh, you've got a host of dragon moves, fighting, fire moves, flying moves, um, and a bunch of other stuff to, like, fill in between. Like, it gets ancient power, which is Yeah, crazy. that was an egg move a while ago, and they just let it keep it. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Like, it's crazy the number of moves that this Pokemon gets. I mean, 
you you say that until you look at like Rhydon's mood pool. You, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> we don't talk about Gen One mood pools. They don't Gen make One sense. mood pools are kind of insane, actually. But we're we're just kind of lucky that Charizard didn't learn water gun, and we're just moving on. From yeah, there. right. Yeah, uh, right. But yeah, Charizard uh, not a terrible Pokemon. Uh, it works out pretty well, um, with, even without its megas that uh, pushed it over the edge back in the day or gmax that pushed it over the edge yeah i would argue to like a lesser extent but yeah um it wasn't Char- as impactful as the megas but it was still really good uh charizard also has a pretty prominent tcg card right now for those of you who don't follow tcg uh or have heard the first half of this episode um, you have like a week and a half to log into your tcg alive account to get yeah. the deck yeah you can get the deck <laughs> uh charizard ex uh, is a dark type terra charizard and it's doing pretty well in the meta right now. Um, it's pretty easy to play. Um, it does pair well with Pidgeot EX, which lets you just search for any card because you need to do a very heavy rare candy build uh, to make the Charizard works. I don't know if it'll. I don't know how much that new TM is going to affect the meta. Uh, I assume it means you're going to have to run more Charmeleon. Yeah, you might have to run like two or three Charmeleon instead of just one. Uh, but that might be it. But even then, I'm not, I'm not sure that that card's going to be heavily played enough to mm-hmm. really affect anything. I mean, uh, it depends we'll on see. how much they want to mess up Qian Pao. But, uh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> um, all right. But uh, we do have a team for you guys today. This is a singles team. Uh, Charizard today rests uh, firmly in the PU tier. Uh, for those of you who don't understand Smogon tiering, there is Ubers, which is the highest tier. Well, used to be the highest tier. There's also a tier called Anything Goes because Primal Groudon was stupid. And same with Mega Rayquaza. And then you've got uh, you've got Ubers, which all of your legendaries and stuff sit in. OU, which is the one that typically people will play, um, which have a lot of the uh, Pokemon that are just good, but not too good. Um, and then you'll have Underused, which are Pokemon that just don't see a lot of play in OU. Um, it turns out that also known as Gen 7 OU. Yeah, Gen know. 7 OU uh, at this point. Um, and then there below UU, there is NU, which is never used, um, which means that there's RU first, but yeah. Oh, no, there's RU. Never mind. Rarely used is below that. Um, I, I almost forgot. Um, which are Pokemon that are used less than underused Pokemon. Um, and then there is and, never used, which is the tier under that. And then there's one more tier under that, and that is PU. Two more. It doesn't actually. Uh, well, ZU's under that, right? ZU's under P. Yeah, ZU's under it. Zero use. I don't know what the P stands for. Uh, no, no, the P. The I always P doesn't say stand for anything because ZU didn't exist for a while, um, and PU literally just exists because it's like PU. It stinks. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's what I always that assumed was it was. The meme. So. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, and so Charizard lives firmly in the uh, PU tier. And uh, so we've got a team for you for PU if you ever want to try it out um, and you could run your beloved Charizard. <laughs> so we've got uh, Charizard. Uh, it's holding heavy duty boots because hazards are a thing and being a fire flying type with stealth rock in existence is not a fun time. Um, it's got the ability blaze because uh, I believe solar power kind of sucks as its hidden ability. Um, uh, weather is not a thing down here. No, I think they uh, banned weather abilities. They they may very well have, or there's just no Pokemon that are capable. Also, Torkoal's in OU. So where's Nine Tails? Probably NU. Yeah, Nine Tails probably is falling down just because weather abilities are banned. The further down you go, so yeah. Um, and then you've got uh, Dragon. This is a physical uh, Terra type Dragon. Physical Charizard with max attack, max speed, Jolly Nature, so you go fast and take advantage of that base 100 speed. 
uh, with Dragon Dance, uh, Flare Blitz, Earthquake, and Dragon Claw. Wow, that is this is literally uh, I have Mega Charizard X at home. Uh, yeah, like looking at this, that is that is literally I have Mega Charizard X at home. That is a set from Gen Six. <laughs> I have yep. run the set. Uh, that is the <laughs> set from Gen Six. Like. All right. Uh, we also have uh, Masquerade on this team. The only Pokemon that I see on this team that I actually expected to see in PU. Um, it also has heavy duty boots because being a blood flying type in a world with stealth rocks is terrifying. Um, it's Intimidate. This is uh, Galvantula at home because its terror type is electric. Uh, we're max special attack here and max speed. Uh, timid nature. And we're here because we can run Quiver Dance, Bug Buzz, Terror Blast, and Giga Drain. That is literally if you replace the Terror Blast with Thunder. That is, a, that is Volcarona. That's a Galvantula <laughs> set. This is a Galvantula. That is a Volcarona set. Oh, no, that is Volcarona. Too. That is a Volcarona set. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Oh, my gosh. This is like a bunch of Volcarona. I love this tier now. There's just like, <laughs> what if we could have this Pokemon in this tier and then we just find the budget version of that? This is like discount bin, discount bin Pokemon. This is great. Uh, who <laughs> wants to go next? I don't care who. Sure. You go, Sigma. All right. Next up, we've got Lycanroc Midnight. Holding a Focus Sash with the ability a No Guard, so we're not missing. Terra-type Ghost, Jolly Nature. Uh, I'll, I'll just say we're max attack, max speed. Uh, Stealth Rock, Sword Stance, Stone Edge, and Trailblaze just to get that nice little speed boost. Mm-hmm. Because then you can outspeed the other Charizards in this tier. <laughs> <laughs> and you can hit them with the Stone Edge. Uh, Next up, we've got Weird Ear with Leftovers and Intimidate, Terra-type Fairy with a modest nature. No attack IVs, who cares? Uh, we're a special attacker. Well, this is a Spothra at home, I guess. You kind of, It's yeah. not not great. Uh, <laughs> agility, Calm Mind. Stored Power, Terra Blast. As you do. Uh, cool thing about Weird Ear is it is a normal type, so it gets stabbed Terra Blast, so you don't always have to Terra to make use of it. Yay. Mm-hmm. That's true, yeah. actually. Those uh, little victories. Yes. <laughs> then we have Dugtrio. Dugtrio is holding a life orb. It has the ability Send Forth, because I'm guessing Arena Trap is banned. Arena Trap's banned in OU. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly. how it got down here. Um, uh, then it has the Terra type Ice, because you might want something to hit those flying types with. Max Attack, Max Speed, Jolly Nature... Sword Stance, Earthquake, Terra Blast, Sucker Punch. This Duck Trio has less identity issues than the other Pokemon here. It's just trying to be itself. It's not doing that very well, but it's trying to be itself. It's hard to be itself without a yeah. trap. Exactly. And then we have to round things up. Ha ha ha. An Alolan Persian with a very round face. Cute. Um, who is holding heavy duty boots because a being a dark type in a world of stealth <laughs> is also apparently terrifying. <laughs> Somehow, it might it might be the sticky web. maybe sticky webs. It I might don't be know. the sticky webs. Maybe. Uh, anyway, the ability is fur coat. The terror type is electric. Max speed, max special attack with a timid nature, and it's got nasty blood, dark pulse, thunderbolt, and thunder wave. So it's like trying to be itself and a jolteon as well it's it's strange it's working hard it's something i don't know what that something is but it's trying it's pu you gotta you gotta work hard yes (laughs) this i believe well this is a team we're gonna put it on the discord server for you guys to try to try out we Mm -hmm. haven't done pu in forever i I, right Mm -mm. 
That's because it's been settling for a while. Uh, I feel like the metas in general, like ever since Gen 8, just have been so wildly insane. It's hard to keep Things up. Things are added so frequently. Yeah, it's just but... so hard to keep up. Yeah. Uh, which I guess is part, kind of the point, but it, it is just very difficult to keep up. It sounds like Charizard and Skuntank might be like the good Pokemon down here. Uh, I, uh, believe for Skunt- what it's worth. <laughs> I believe Skuntank is good. <laughs> All right. Well, we are going to take this knowledge and we are going to kick it on over then, guys, to our uh, mailbag segment. So let's do that. Welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag is, as always, the part of the show where you can email us at pocopodcast at gmail.com and we will read your emails on the show. Uh, probably, maybe. We do read them all. Uh, we only have time for three of them, though. But that worked out this week, so yay. And we're going to go ahead and read them on the show. Uh, last week, we asked you guys what you thought about Pokemon crossovers. So I am excited to uh, take a look and see what you guys have to say about your favorite Pokemon crossovers or what you'd like to see uh, come out of those. But before we begin, this segment is brought to you by the fictional energy drink, Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. 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 And as always, we'll give out the Green Taurus badge to anybody that sparks good conversation. Without further ado, let's jump right on into it. Our first email this week is going to be from British Gent, and I believe, when was it called Dibs? I did. Uh, dear Holiday Blue Thatch and his inspiring co-hosts. Firstly, I do hope, hope you had a fantastic break. The photos you posted look awesome. They did. On to the mailbag. Good. <laughs> Crossovers. Well, I think for most of us, especially the elder side of Pokemon fans I speak, when I say Pokemon Conquest has to be one of the best, if not the best, crossover. I will say the possible hype and love for this game could be enlarged because of the fact that there has only been one game like this with Pokemon. Mm, Yes. One game I will say I would like to crossover would actually be another card game. As of late, me and my daughter have started playing card games and getting into the likes of Here to Slay and other games like it. They are short 15 to 30 minutes games. Make a team, take down the boss, and be the first to do it. Simplish games. Now, how about if Pokemon did something like this? Collect a team of six, take down the team leaders, the boss cards, and be the first to do it, all by rolling the dice. Oh, yeah, there are a lot of, like, simple-ish card games like that lately and they're usually very fun so they they probably should look into that so they did do a thing very briefly so they're not they're probably not gonna do this so it doesn't get confused like from a brand perspective probably not get confused with the pokemon tcg but they did do a thing with the pokemon tcg they've done two things very recently or i guess three um uh so the first thing that they did a while ago was during the sword and shield era they announced rules for playing against raid bosses so you could build like a small little deck and like go beat up a raid boss together. You could have like a 4v1 or 4v, 4v0, I think. I don't think anyone controls the raid boss. They've really, yeah, they've really refined the, uh, the raid boss thing. Um, like if you go to a regional or something, you can play these inside events, which are actually a blast. Um, where the raid bosses like have like their own deck and stuff like that. It's actually very cool. Um, but additionally, they've done, uh, the Pokemon Battle Academy which is they've tried to package the Pokemon TCG into a board game, essentially, 
um, where you have three decks and you get to choose one of the three decks and you play, you battle it out and they typically don't have type advantage against each other. So not, no deck is good against the other specifically. Um, and then the third thing they've done, this is very, very recently is they've done like the, my first Pokemon thing, Pokemon deck thing. Oh yeah. With the blue borders, with the blue borders. Yeah. Um, and so you can actually play the Pokemon TCG in that way. And those cards aren't legal for competitive play anyway. Um, but yeah, just something you can, you can just throw out there. Fair enough. Um, Overall, I'd like to see some new card-based games from Pokemon. Come on, we all know this wouldn't cost much to do. Have some amazing art on, and Pokemon would put a pretty nice price on it. Winners all around. Yeah, I, I like. I, I guess I understand your. It's like something they'd license out, probably. Yeah, exactly. Because like these games that are card games are not always like marketed as card games. Like you'll see. You'll see a board game on the shelf, and then you turn it around and realize that 90% of it is made of cards. But you see a board game on the shelf, you know? <clears throat> Going off a comment made on the show last week, who wouldn't want to play a Pokemon card game? Item boxes become power to use an attack on another driver. Pikachu has great acceleration and can take a corner sharp. Golem is slow starting, but when it gets rolling, pun intended, of course, its speed is high, but it can't take corners well. Or Pokemon Party. Easy, use what Mario has, but put Pokemon in it instead. That not that just the games from Pokemon Stadium? I mean, yes, but we haven't had that in like 20 years. Forever, yes. I do miss, I do miss Pokemon Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I would love, I would love Pokemon Party though. Pokemon Party is a great idea. I, I'm not against it. No, no. Fun either way, but not one I'd probably jump for. Anyways, time is taking on and my tea is about brood. A question before I go for my evening tea, though. Do you think we will see Pokemon celebrate Pokemon Gold and Silver next year, as it will be 25 years since they were released? I want them to. Please do. I'd like them to. I don't expect them to. Okay, so I... I could see them being put on the eShop. I... Well, they won't be on the eShop. I think if we get Gold and... Or not eShop, but yeah, you know. The... But it's going to be on Nintendo Nintendo Switch Online. But I, I do... I think that... They're going to do that soon because like the moment that they, well, it's going to be like bank get shut off and then like a year later we get that in my opinion, but mm, maybe that's, that's my honest opinion. And I do think Pokemon gold and silver. I, okay. So I know this sounds like this is like a hot pie in the sky idea, right? I, we're getting a lot of Unova references and a lot of people are taking that to mean that we're going to get a Unova remake next year or some, something along those lines. I think. Um, a very easy uh game for them to punt out would be Pokemon Legends Gold and Silver. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also do think that even doing a remake, kind of like uh, kind of in the vein of uh of Gold and Silver, kind of like you did for Let's Go Pikachu. I not a Let's Go game, please no Let's Go games. But I was gonna say I'd rather have like Ilka just poured over Heart Gold Soul Silver. Heart Gold Soul Silver. Yes, I absolutely agree with you. Which I don't think is a terrible idea either, by the way. Like I'm not against that. Those are better games than Diamond and Pearl. Because because I think I for as much garbage as like people gave BDSP when it came out, I think it is a very decent like remaster of Diamond and Pearl. Like if you have never played those games, this is how you can go play them. And I think we need that for the DS games. And being able to play DS on Switch just isn't going to happen. And this is probably the best way to do it is just like, hey, let's put Heart Gold Soul Silver on the Switch, and maybe they do that next. Um, I I would I could totally see that as opposed to a Gen Five remake because it seems like we're getting a lot of Gen Five references in general in Scarlet and Violet anyway. I mean, we have Walking Wake and Iron Muse. Like we could go both directions 
we're getting tugged in two directions. And I, I'm seeing both. Uh, I'm seeing both because I think Gen Two is up up for some love um, as next, and it, it should be the thing that comes after Diamond and Pearl, right? Like it should. Okay, and hear me out as a man as a man of patterns. Uh, Gen Seven, we got a Gen One remake in Gen Seven, right? Gen Eight, we got a Gen Four remake, and then uh, Gen Six, we got uh the gen 3 remake so maybe even number of generations we're getting you know old uh we get like the uh we're getting like the next one that needs to be remade but maybe we're getting remakes of the remakes on odd number generations i don't know like it it could be something that happens but i i would i think that is very possible that we get to see some gen uh gen 2 love especially the 25th anniversary of gold and silver yeah, I don't see it as an impossibility, uh, but there are two directions we're being pulled, and so who knows what. Also, is it the ten year, 25-year anniversary in Japan when they were released? When were they released in Japan? I think 98, actually, and so it would it would be this year. Yeah, that's my only, because they're going to go by that release date, not the uh, Western release date. Well, then we've passed it. I think we passed it, like, earlier this week or something. Uh, no, actually, they released on the Game Boy in Japan in November, on November 21st, 1999. So it would be next year. Yeah, in Japan. Uh, they did not release in the U.S. until, uh, in North America, they released, uh, October 15th, 2000. Um, and unfortunately... That's what I saw people posting about. Okay. That anniversary. Unfortunately for Whimsicott, uh, they didn't show up in Europe until April 6, 2001. So when I when I went by Gen 1, I wanted Pokemon Yellow. But when I went to buy it, it was like um, February, possibly, of 2000 and of the year 2000. Yes. And Pokemon Yellow wasn't out in Europe yet. It came out in July of, of, of that year. So I had to get red. I should have been able to do this because uh, Pokemon came out originally for me um, in 98, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Fall mm-hmm. of 98, which would have been second grade-ish for me. Or was it second? When, when was I in school? I didn't get them at launch until Crystal, so. And I remember, I remember my friends and I talking about, um, my one friend was like, cause they used to have these magazines, you know, where we get like really scattered bits of Japanese info about the next games. And my one friend had read one of them and he was talking about Pokemon breeding, uh, and being in the next Pokemon games. And I was just like, oh, that's kind of cool. That's a cool idea. Um, and I didn't really understand the concept of Pokemon ever having a sequel. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, it was very, it's very, yeah, I remember that. And it was in fourth grade when that happened. Because he actually got them, like, on release day, and he came over to my house. He lived around the block. Um, and we hung out, and he showed it to me, and I'm like, oh, man, I got to get this. Uh, and then I ended up getting it. And it was fourth grade. I remember very vividly it was fourth grade when that happened, uh, which would have been 2000. Uh, I've got pictures somewhere. I think my mom gave me all my yearbooks um, from from school. Oh. <laughs> I got it somewhere. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I was all right. I, I mean, I was a kid. All kids are kids. Yeah, like, I didn't get red and blue till like a year later so i think i was like a year late in getting a game boy and a pokemon blue because i remember kids playing it over the summer near me and then that christmas is when i got it so crystal is when i started getting them at launch i didn't start getting them at launch until ruby and sapphire um yeah i remember pre-ordering sapphire as well like it came out right after my birthday and that only it only happened when i ordered pre-ordered ruby and sapphire because my parents allowed me to do that because they came out on my birthday. Oh. 
Mm. And so they're just like, yeah, sure, you can pre-order it. And then after that, I was in high school, so who cares? I can just do whatever I wanted. Yeah, I think I think I got... Yeah, Ruby and Sapphire came out like a month after my birthday, so I had birthday money and I could get it. I, I think I got I got silver on release day, and uh, well, I I drove to get it. Yeah, see the the age difference <laughs> that we have here, but yes, I remember getting Pokemon Silver because my uh, I used to do uh, for ten years. I did a lot of martial arts. Mm-hmm. I remember uh, it was a Friday night. My mom drove me to to go to practice or class. I don't remember what we called it. I went. And she picked me up afterwards. And it was like it was like seven or eight o'clock at night. And she picked me up and I got in the car and she's like, I got you something like while you were in class. And she handed me she handed me like this bag from like I forget Target or something like that. And it had Pokemon Silver in it. And I was like super ecstatic. She's like, Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and it was Friday night. I remember very vividly. Um there's a beanbag chair in my in my bedroom as a kid. And I went and I sat down in the beanbag chair after after class. I plugged my Game Boy in with a wall adapter, my Game Boy Color with a wall adapter, <laughs> and I played for like two straight hours. I just played Pokemon Silver. Uh, like I got through Violet City. Um, I evolved my Totodile into Croconaw. <laughs> it was uh, it was a very uh, it was it was a very quick uh, like it was just like a lot of Pokemon intake at once. I might have lied. I I did not have a driving license where when Gold and Silver came out in Europe. I I was like two months away. But... Yeah. I, either way, it was a core memory. Okay, well, uh, Bridgeton probably got the uh, mailbag or the, the Green Taurus badge after that, but... Uh, yeah, he definitely got us talking for a very long time. <laughs> it helps that I'm very tired. Uh, all right, so uh, this next email is going to be from uh, the Red Metal Ma- Red Metal Mattis, uh, and I believe uh, Sigma's got this one. Yeah, what the shuckle, Team Puckle. I hope you guys are having a nice week. Listening to this week's episode got me thinking about all the things I'd like to see Pokemon do more of. I agree that they've given us a taste of a lot of things the IP can do, but they haven't really followed through on much. So here's my wish list of what I think would be a good idea for Pokemon crossovers. One, okay, hear me out. A nature documentary series narrated by Sir David Attenborough. We... (laughs) We could do a series... Based on ecosystems and the Pokemon that inhabit them. I think this would go perfectly with what Pokemon Concierge is trying to do with the claymation art style. I just want to hear that soothing voice narrate while a hypno is in the process of kidnapping children. Alternatively, we can get Snoop Dogg to narrate. I love you so much. (laughs) I just want you to know that I love you. This is one of the most amazing things I've ever heard. Uh, Two, Pokemon Stardew Valley, or really any cozy sim. There's a lot of potential here. Just as you said, we can do a Safari Zone Tycoon, or we can do a daycare and finally learn how eggs are made. Okay, so I haven't listened to this episode yet because I was in Japan and I didn't have time to like listen to the episode that we didn't make or that I didn't make. Uh, I need to listen to this like after reading these emails. <laughs> we can do a Battle Frontier sim. Finally, who wouldn't want to just spend your virtual days in a farm watering sunflowers, getting honey from combis or beedrill, and... Getting that fresh moo moo and go goat milk straight from the source. Three, inanimate object merch. Litwick candles. Clefki keychains. Paltiest 
teapots, Chimaco chimes, Knackly salt shakers, Trubbish trash bags. Trubbish is a cat Pokemon, just a reminder. Uh, a call. Yeah, they had that big cat merchandise thing in Japan, and Trubbish was part of it. So Trubbish is therefore a cat Pokemon. That's how we know. A coughing humidifier, a magneton magnet, and finally, Cuffagrigus coffins. In the meantime... Wait, time out, time out. Here's a question for the Puckle crew. Which Pokemon would you like to get any type of merch of? Wait, first... Klefki keychains exist. You can buy these. I assumed they did, but they probably weren't very well. They were a Japan-only thing, but you can buy them if you look them up. Oh, I think we've talked about this, and I was like, oh, I can't get them, so they don't exist. Yeah, I was going to say, it was before we got the Pokemon Center back, right? It, yeah, it was before we got Pokemon Center back, but they you can buy them. They're online. Uh, they do exist. Um, Nackley Salt Shakers, I also believe, exist. It might be a Japanese item as well, though. Um, and then... Uh, I'm not going to say Trubbish trash bags don't exist, but in Japan, they do have Garbodor trash cans that you can, like, throw things into. I nice. love that! Yeah, Magneton magnets do exist as well. You could probably buy a Magneton Magneton. Uh, I digress. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Uh, what ki- what Pokemon would you like to get any type of merch of? Um, Scizor. Scizor Scissors. I have I have enough whimsical stuff, so I'm going to say Altaria. Yeah, I was going to say, I just want more cradly stuff. I have the little sitting cutie above my... Uh... TV screen. There is not anything. There's not a lot of Cradley. Yeah, I don't know. What did I see that was there? Man, there's a lot of weird like I said, stuff. I got, the, I got a Lilip and a Cradley sitting cutie, and then like a Thwacky plush on the top of my uh, TV screen. I was so. I was actually a little disappointed this time, because when I went in 2019, they had like a lot more like wackier merchandise. You know what I mean? Where it'd be like, oh, You're hey. too early in the generation. Like, they're still coming out with like... No, I was... The last time I was there was right before Sword and Shield released. So, like, I had all of the end of Sun and Moon stuff. You were at the end of the generation where everything's out. And so, this time I was at the beginning, right, at, like, a year after Scarlet and Violet came out. So, it was just like, oh, would you like to buy a Lechonk? Yeah, I was going to say, they've been really slow about merch this gen. It's weird. It, nothing very exciting. Like, even the playmats weren't that exciting. Um, there's usually, I mean, like, even the Pokemon that they showed early on weren't really, like, merchandisable, and yet somehow they're still getting plushes, like Wiglet plush. Cyril Edge getting a plush, it's like, that, that's not a Pokemon I'd give a plush to, but okay. Uh, no, they did it, because it was, like, one of the marketable ones. Like, anything that they, like, pushed during those trailers is getting a plush. I mean, yes, but, I mean, Bellabolt made sense. Palmot, ma- Palmy, Palmot, yeah, sure, not Palmo, though. Get him out of here, but, you know. Palmo doesn't need to exist. I saw so much Palmo merch actually while I was there. Why is there Palmo merch? Get that out of here. <laughs> you you would always see like Palmy and Palmo and they wouldn't have Palmot. It was very weird. No one cares about Palmo. Get him out. I'm just like, I'm like, Palmo, what are you? Well, I wonder if they just made it the same because Palmo and Palmot are very hard to tell the difference between. Well, one is cute and the other is not. Like they just got mousehold stuff coming out. Like that magnet, magnet connected mousehold, which smart. Nice. Uh, I guess I'll finish the email. P.S. I think they should do Kermit the Frog, but as an Inteleon. A red metal mantis. That, does red metal mantis already have a green Taurus badge? I don't remember, but yeah, I, 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 we are just especially talkative today, so like, uh. <laughs> I, like, I, even if we had said zero words about this email, I, I want this to be a green Taurus badge. Well, let's get to the third email and see if we can go for three for three. <laughs> Sure, sure. Everybody gets it today. You get it. You get it. Uh, yeah. This one's from, uh, this last one is from, uh, Watson to ya. Hello, Thatch and Co. 
What Pokemon crossovers have I enjoyed? Well, this one is pretty recent, but I really love the crossover Pokemon did with Santa Cruz. Being a skater and lover of Pokemon, I about fell out of my chair, or should I say off my board, when I saw this announcement. Like Pokemon, I feel like I've almost grown up with Santa Cruz as well. Sadly, I was unable to get one of those sweet boards because they sold in literally seconds. I was really hoping I could get the Venusaur board to hang up in my office. As much as I love this crossover, I don't think I'll be going on Ebays for these boards. At least they still had some t-shirts and hoodies left over, so of course I got some of those. Now, now as for what I would love for Pokemon to cross over with is something that may be common among fans and is most definitely a reach that will probably never happen. That is a crossover with Star Wars. Yeah, that's not happening. I don't know. They're willing to license out to a lot of things. Uh, I don't know. They're not as sloppy about it as they used to be. You know what I mean? I mean, it's not the Angry Birds era anymore, but... Uh, the two biggest media franchises crossing over would definitely break the internet. Uh, they're not the two biggest. I think there's actually stuff in between them. I looked this up very recently. Sanrio, I think, is in Yeah, San Sanrio is definitely in between, but there's also, like, some more Disney stuff that's in between. Like, I think Marvel's technically bigger than Star Wars right now. Yes, I think it is. The two biggest media franchises crossing over definitely break the internet. Like many others, I'm also a huge Star Wars fan. Uh, so these two media giants crossing over would be a dream come true. I mean, can you imagine Pika Skywalker, Obi-Wan Kadabra, Iron Hand Solo, Leia Organ, Oren Guru, Darth Blastoise? I'm sorry, I lost it with, o I lost it with Obi-Wan Kadabra. I <laughs> Iron Hand Solo is pretty okay. I'm not bad, bad about Iron that Hand one. Solo is pretty good too. And of course, Bulbaka. <laughs> Bulbaka. <laughs> oh my god. I am immense. Anyways, I hope you have a terrific week. Catch you on the flip-flop. What's it to you? I am now imagining like a tiny Bulbasaur opening its mouth and Chewbacca's cry comes out and it's epic. I need a video of that. I need like I need like the Pokemon anime with like instead of when Bulbasaur opens its mouth, the lip flaps, it's just Chewbacca sounds. It's just Wookiee sounds coming out. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of us can make that happen. I think all of us can make that happen. Uh, <laughs> I need it now. I need it now. Just an episode. I just want like an episode of Pokemon edited where it's just Chewbacca noises for Bulbasaur and nothing else is different. I also want an Oranguru, but it has like a duck spun on its head to make the, the buns for Leia's hair. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. The duck spun hair. Oh, no. Yeah. Like it. Like, its ears look exactly like Leia's hair. It does. They do. They do. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that's the email. Uh, I will go ahead and uh, give the re uh, all of you Green Taurus badges. Uh, next week, I want to know uh, how you feel about Charizard. Is it overhyped? Let us know. Because apparently it just turned into the Charizard episode today. Um, it happens. I just got to complain, you know. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, that is going to be it, guys. Uh, if you want to keep up with us throughout the week, the best way to do so is to come to the Puckle Discord server at PuckleDiscord.com or the invite link that's in the show notes. Of course, you can go ahead and follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, anywhere uh, social media is sold. Uh, you can go ahead and follow us over at YouTube at YouTube.com slash Puckle Podcast. Uh, of course, you can watch us on Twitch at Twitch.tv slash The Puckle Podcast. I plan to stream this week probably on Friday um depending on how things go um if to just show off a lot of the stuff i picked up in japan and also just sit down and talk and hang out with you guys um additionally we can uh we can go ahead and uh 
support us at Patreon at patreon.com slash puckle podcast. Um, you can get a bunch of cool extra shows. Um, there's going to be a little blurb at the end of this one. So you can see what you're, what you're missing out on if you don't. Um, and of course, if you would like to, you can always go ahead and, uh, use, uh, if you're addicted to cardboard like I am, go to trollandtoad.com and use discount code pucklepod5 for 5% off at checkout. Um, but other than that, though, guys, I have been Trainer Thatch. I have been the fluffiest Limpsbud. And I've been our Sigma. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time. Welcome to the second episode of Puckles Chit Chat. I am Thatch here today with uh, the wonderful, fluffiest Whimsicott. Ciao. Uh, yeah, so uh, this is the patron show where we just talk to each other and we have a good time. And you guys get to know Whimsicott better. I already know her pretty well. Maybe mm-hmm. I'll learn something new today as well. Oh, uh, well, I don't know. I, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. We, we have talked for a very long time. We were just talking about this too because like, we've known each other for like very close to a decade. Very close to it. Yes. <laughs> like it's you've been to, very you've been to my strange. house. Yes. <laughs> and so it's, uh, it, it's very weird to like think, uh, Mm-mm. and I don't know. It's very weird. But yeah, I, okay. So I want to start this off like I started it off with uh, the last one with Seth. But the, the first thing I want to, I want to ask you is, uh, uh, when, what I guess it, I asked, when did you start playing Pokemon? 
how did you find Puckle slash when did you find Puckle? Mm-hmm. And uh, like a like a good Pokemon members like it doesn't have to be Ooh. Puckle. It does doesn't have okay. to be Puckle related. It could be like anything outside of Puckle. Um, but yeah, yeah, uh, go ahead. I'll I'm sorry, I gave you like three questions. You can answer them yeah, in any I'll order you choose. I'll- <laughs> I, th- I think they go in a relatively like straight line okay. time wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that should work out. <laughs> so I started playing Pokemon because I saw the Pokemon anime yes. when it first started airing in Italy, which is ironic because I stopped being into the anime almost right away. <laughs> but it was it was my gateway drug. So. <laughs> yeah, because your experience with it must have been different than ours. Um, yes, very, because, because I'm older than you. Well, not just that, but like you weren't watching the English anime, right? You were watching it dubbed in Italian? Oh, I was watching it dubbed in Italian, but funnily enough, as far as I know, yeah, the Italian dub is a translation of the American dub. Worried you'll need to babysit your robot vacuum? Think again. Meet Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum with AI-powered navigation to recognize and avoid over 100 objects. It's the winner of five Best of CES awards. And Digital Trends says it boasts almost all the same features as robot vacuums that cost twice as much. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com. That's E-U-F-Y And discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. Oh, not really? of the Japanese original. Yeah, I think for uh, I know that this was the case for the games in yeah, the for beginning. The, for the games, it for might, sure. It might have been the same for the anime as well, because uh, uh, so it was possibly more convenient because they had already been adapted for mm-hmm. a Western audience. And also, the Pokemon names are not different between English and Italian because we picked up yours. Yes, I think there's but only one country in in uh, Europe that changed. I forget. I think it was France. No, uh, France and Germany both oh, changed and Germany. the name okay. of the Pokemon. Yes. Okay. I am uh, Farfaduve in French, and um, what was the German name of Whimsicott? Some some other crazy thing. I believe uh, it was. <laughs> it, it's very nice. Anyway, I like now. Um, continue. <laughs> yes, thank you. Uh, you can pronounce German better than I can. Uh, mm-hmm. I used to be able to speak it. I well, I, know. I, I can. Yeah, I can still like read it. It's yeah, really, uh, that's yeah. I know. I know you same. know this, but yeah, sometimes like my brain was like accidentally switch randomly. It doesn't do it as much anymore, but it oh. used to. It used to just like <laughs> it used to just randomly like switch to German, and which was very odd because like I was very close to fluent. Um, yeah, like something like a decade ago, I was very close to fluent in German, and I since I haven't used it, I've definitely like lost mm-hmm. it, but there's definitely like, there. I don't know. I like to imagine my brain is like a bunch of file cabinets and yeah. some of the file cabinets are just farther away and the drawers are harder to open, but occasionally the doors mm. will like fly open and like a bunch of knowledge will just dump out that have just been sitting there yeah. for years. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, the German name is Elfun. Uh, Elfun. Elfun. Okay. Elfun. It's just uh, the transliteration of the yes. um, Japanese name then. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, uh, by the way, it was incredibly funny to hear you talk about like switching to another language yeah. because well, I'm not speaking my native language, obviously. Obviously. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the accent is a pretty bad giveaway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, in, in case it's not incredibly clear since we are 
theoretically talking about me. I'm I'm Italian. And uh, so, yeah, I did see the anime dubbed in Italian. And uh, I'm very, very grateful that the Italian translators were lazy and decided not to change the names of the Pokemon because it honestly might have put me off to have to relearn about. If you like that and you're interested in hearing more, you can head over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast. And you can listen to the full hour-long conversation between myself and Whimsicott at the $5 tier. So please, uh, if you're interested, go do that and help support the show while getting some cool extra content. Until then, guys, I am Trainer Thatch, and I will catch you on the flip-flop.